Live from the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of week again. Welcome to the live rendition of the Break the Bell Podcast. Thank God we're here. Thank God. Yes. Good to be here, Bill Breakers. <laughs> it's definitely good to be here. You seem very relieved to be here. You, you have no idea. After a, a full day of, of work with nothing went right, get home to total chaos. Oh, that's and I, then I'm like, I do know, actually. I've experienced it. And it's like, okay. And then I get to go podcast. It's like, <sighs> I had that last week. It was Wednesday. I come home, and my wife knew as soon as I walked in the door. She's like, you had a bad day. I hadn't even said anything yet. I was like, you have no idea. But I didn't have the pleasure of podcasting yes, after that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, a relief. My, my mic stand is loose again. Um, it's kind of a, a stress relief being able to come here. It's all, it's kind of like a, how people say, go go work out, stress yeah. relief. For for me, it's the podcasting because you get to talk about and bullshit. With, yeah. Talk about the things you want to talk about or don't want to talk about, but yeah. you at least get to acknowledge some of the shit that's going on you get to bullshit a lot yeah which we yeah. tend to bullshit a lot yeah and just relieve some of that stress from the day yes in podcast form yes so it, it's it's kind of like a different world it is like you just shut down your yeah. reality and come into yes, this world like we close the, the the door and none of the chaos out there exists only the chaos only the out rest there of, <laughs> the, the rest world. of the chaos in the freaking world <laughs> Which but, I can handle that. <laughs> but then after a Monday night podcast, after we sit here and like read for hours on end and write shit down and then get the, the podcast ready, then record for two, two and a half hours. Yeah. After that's all over, it's just like, oh, dear God, I got to unwind yeah, from all right. this. Yeah. Then, yeah. then you got to unplug from that. Yeah. And that's that's the the difference between like some some people who do this and us. Yeah. It's like I hear about some people that that podcast and they're just like man i i just can't keep doing this right. because it's just draining on me and it's just like dude you got to be able to unplug yeah, right. from all the bullshit that's going yeah. on in the world you you can't just consume your mind with it constantly and yeah um yes we talk about the bullshit that's going on in the world a lot and obviously that can get pretty dark sometimes yeah. but i think I can say this about you and and myself is we both have the ability to be able to detach from that, right, yeah. detach from social media and all the news and all that stuff, and just um, live our lives, yeah, in a positive manner. It, it, we're not like angry assholes on right. the outside. We're not just like yeah. bitching about the world to our friends and family right, and stuff. Yeah. And um, the people that can't unplug from that are the people that get burnt out podcasting right. or or doing this stuff. And I mean, we're a year and a half strong and we're not, I'm not burnt out. No, yet. I'm not burnt out either. I mean, I get to the point where I'm like, I'm tired of hearing about the same shit all the right. time. Yeah. But as far as podcasting, I love doing it. It's, yeah. it's my favorite time of the week for the most part. Yeah. So yeah, and, and fortunately, I mean, there's all kinds of different shit we can talk about that's not the same old shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this week we, we I accidentally stumbled upon this week's topic. Um and that is I, I had seen just a brief mention of Julian Assange and his possibility of getting extradited back to the US. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I haven't heard about Julian Assange in probably a couple years right. now. Yeah. And I was like that's what I want to talk about because nobody's really freaking talking about yeah. Julian Assange right now. And if right. they are, I haven't heard it. No. And it's like, that's that's something I want to dig into. And I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that 
don't know the full story of Julian Assange or yeah. or everything that got him to where he is now, being locked up and possibly being extradited back to here. Yeah. Uh, possible assassination attempts right. or assassin- assassination and... plots by the CIA on yeah. him. I mean, there's, there's so much shit that I just found out in the last two days <laughs> looking right? into him. I'm just yeah. like, holy shit. And just the implications that it has on the free press alone, right. on our constitutional right to free press. Yeah. I mean... This is shit that people should be talking about. Right, absolutely. Because if the if he is extradited, this does go to trial. He is uh, found guilty of espionage charges. Right. Then we have some serious problems here, yeah. and that that does if, some if serious. If he even goes to trial, yeah. If he makes it to trial, <laughs> right. So, yeah, we'll see where that goes. We got a lot of shit to talk about with him, though. Yeah, and it, it's going to be a fun one. And I'm I'm looking forward to this because um, we haven't. Got to dig into some different shit in a while. Yeah. I mean, last week we did our conspiracy theory episode, right. which allowed us to branch out beyond yeah. like the COVID and, and all that stuff. But this is stuff that's going on like right now, and this can affect all of us like immediately in the near future. This could greatly affect um, free press, free speech, all those constitutional yeah. rights that we like to claim that uh, we support around here. Absolutely. Do you know who else supports free press and free speech? Uh, would that be our favorite coffee brand? Our favorite coffee brand, Run Your Mouth Coffee. Before we get into this episode, obviously we got to mention our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee at rymcoffee.com. They support your right to free speech. They support your right to call out the government on doing shitty things like Julian Assange did. Yes. I mean, he's not even an American citizen, and he's call- yeah. calling out. I mean, yeah. he's calling out on a global level. I was just say, everybody. Shit across the globe. We just happen to have the best stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like... 2020 and 2021 gave us plenty to talk about yeah. on our podcast. The United States gave Julian Assange plenty of things right. yeah. to, to release through his WikiLeaks uh, webpage. So back to Run Your Mouth Coffee. <laughs> I don't know what their stance is on Julian Assange, but I assume they are on the free Assange yeah. train because of the things that they stand for right. and the things that we stand for. So I'm just going to say, I'm just going to put words in their mouth and say, I assume that they probably support Julian Assange. Because they support free speech. Absolutely. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using that promo code, break the bell, and you'll get 10% off your your purchase plus free shipping. And um, you may or may not have time now to order that in time for Christmas, but it's okay to have late It'd Christmas gifts. in the stocking. Yeah. yeah, it would be. Or New Year's Eve New Year's gift. Eve. Waking uh, up with that hangover, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's, that'd be perfect. Uh, they have delicious coffee. It's... Uh, Ship straight to your door, fresh, fresh, uh, fresh roasted, whatever they yes. call it. Fresh, that that fresh. process yes. that they do to make it delicious. Yes, freshly delicious, delivered straight to your door. Uh, like I said, go to rymcoffee.com. Yes. Promo code break the bell. And I'm nowhere like near the level of coffee connoisseur that you are, <laughs> but, <laughs> but but you like it. I do like it. I think it has a great taste, especially the bourbon. Yeah, that so. bourbon eight. Barrel aged yeah, coffee. That I mean, is some good that's stuff. like the best of two worlds: bourbon yeah. and coffee. Right? You get both those in in one container, and yeah. I mean that's just like the key to yeah heaven. And, and sometimes you know you walk into work and your boss starts talking, and he just, woo, I need a little extra in that. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you got to pour extra bourbon yeah, into exactly. the coffee. <laughs> so, like like I said, that's rymcoffee.com. Support businesses that support your rights to free speech, like Run Your Mouth Coffee. That's it. Do it. Anything else we got going on? What do you got? What's going on with you? With me? Well, it's 
You you said it was a rough day. It was. It was doing a camera job at a school. Yeah. And nothing wanted to go the they way never it do. needed to. It yeah. never does. Yeah. It, it never did. So, but I, I know the pressure is going to be on to to you know wrap up the deadlines here. And oh so. well. Yeah, but other than that, I'm enjoying the Christmas season. You know, I the, too, the music I... blasting and and cookies going. And oh, we had some delicious Christmas festivities yes. a couple days ago. I have not eaten that much junk food. I know. Probably the entire year collectively as I did that night at that Christmas party. And I made some of my uh, amazing... Yes, homemade bourbon eggnog. That was good stuff. Oh man, that that just hit the spot. That yeah. nothing screams Christmas like eggnog, especially mixed with bourbon. That's true. It's delicious. Um, staying on the track with Christmas festivities. In exactly one week from today, we have our annual. Christmas extravaganza episode, which is not like any of our other no, episodes. We don't otherwise we wouldn't say extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be that extravagant. <laughs> it would just be our episode that we Christmas, happen to do Christmas yeah. week. <laughs> exactly. No, it is completely different from all our episodes. We we bypass all the shit that's going on in the world. We don't talk about conspiracy. Well, maybe some Christmas yeah, conspiracies. You know, I mean, there's, something there's some will pop there, up. Yeah, but it's all dedicated to Christmas fun and entertainment. It is. An entertaining episode. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have special guests on. Um, I'm hoping we're going to have musical guests and really? comical guests. Wow. And I, I mean, this is this is going. This wow. is going to be if it's if it's what I think it is. It's going to be good. Maybe like a special reading. Wow. I, I, I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing out ideas okay. that might may or may not be there. We will definitely be joined by our two. Uh, guests that were on last year, which is Dan Smots, which is my brother. He hosts the System Is Down podcast, and then Remzo Martinez of the On the Run podcast. So, just having them on alone is it's festive enough yes. and entertaining enough. We probably won't get two words in ourselves right, right. having them yeah. two on. When you get a bunch of podcasters in the same room, yeah. nobody gets to say right. anything, or everybody talks yeah. over each other. So, it'll be fun. Be there. Invite everybody. Invite everybody you know. Christmas extravaganza because it's going to be extravagant. extravagant. Exactly. <laughs> Don't miss it. Next week, next Monday, that's December 20th, uh, 7 Central Time, as usual. It's going to be live streamed, and it's going going to be a freaking blast, and yes. you don't want to miss that episode. If you miss every other episode, don't miss that episode because it's going to bring on the Christmas holiday yeah, in br- true style, yes. true Break the Bell style. Christmas cheer... Break the bill style. <laughs> yes, which is scary to yes. think about. We're going to get into the show. We're going to, like I said, talk about Julian Assange, talk about a bunch of stuff like WikiLeaks, uh, how little, it started, yeah. a little background on little him. Chelsea Manning. Little in. Chelsea Manning, obviously, because that's what spotlighted, like put the spotlight on WikiLeaks mm-hmm. was the whole Chelsea Manning leaks um, with like U.S. Army intelligence leaks and stuff. And then it just went insane from there and then some crazy shit like i mentioned uh possible cia plots to assassinate the yeah. guy i mean right. we're talking like oh yeah i mean we're america's talking, most wanted yeah wait till we get into this because it blew my mind reading it, about it it is insane it is going to blow everybody's mind because it blew my mind too uh before we get into this episode again make sure you check us out all over social media you can find us just about anywhere where there's a social media platform at Break the Bell Pod. Like, share, subscribe, share it with everybody because we love you for it and we want to make this thing it. big. And though they they will thank you for they it. Will. And if they don't, 
then screw them. Screw them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you ready to get in this episode? Let's do it. When we get back, we are going to talk Julian Assange. We will be right back. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? We're back, and we've got some comments from Shannon Lee. Shannon Lee says, Dan, which is my brother, can't share the limelight. I, I am aware of that. That's why <laughs> he's specifically the one I was talking about when I said we won't be able to say yes. two words because Dan cannot share the limelight. And then Shannon also said, sounds like fun. She's going to pencil us in. That just, Wow, that's official. That. That warms my heart, knowing that you're going to prioritize us on your schedule to to join our Christmas get-together. Because, I mean, yeah. we don't get to sit down with everybody and have a Christmas dinner. No. So this is like our Christmas dinner yeah. for all of you. So make sure you're there, because we want to see everybody's smiling faces. Even if we can't actually see you, we want to know that you're here. We can see your little avatar on the side or whatever, <laughs> uh, or the number that shows how many people are here. And we just know that yes. you are part sharing that Christmas dinner with us. We're going to get into this episode about Julian Assange. Bill, what did you know about Julian Assange before before we started looking into this? Had, uh, had you read much about him before? Just, uh, you know, knew that he was founder of WikiLeaks, uh, knew about the, the uh, videos that uh, he had... Um, uh, well, I mean, taking all kinds of different stuff, but the stuff in particular from Chelsea Manning that he had put on there uh, that got everybody's attention. And then I knew that he would, had shared some stuff during the 2016 election that got the Democrats kind of pissed off at him. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that the U.S. was gunning for him. I knew he was hiding out in the Ecuador embassy. Um, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, that's like the most highlighted parts about yeah. WikiLeaks, about uh, Julian Assange, which... I, I mean, I think it's safe to put Julian Assange and WikiLeaks kind of together because yeah. he's basically the face of yeah. WikiLeaks, even though it's not even ran by him anymore because he's been in hiding for, right. what, six, seven, eight years now? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so it's obviously being ran mm-hmm. by somebody else currently. But um, obviously we think of WikiLeaks, we think of Julian Assange. And it, it's interesting. It, it, it comes from a time period, what, like probably— almost 10 years ago, 
10, eight to ten years ago, where there was like a five-year span where it's just like leak after leak yeah. after leak. I mean, you had the Chelsea Manning stuff, which came through WikiLeaks, and yeah. you had other WikiLeaks stuff. Then you yeah. had Edward Snowden, right, and just all this other stuff. Yeah. And man, it was just kind of a stain on the intelligence community oh, yeah. on. Uh, the federal, yeah, at the federal level. I mean, it just had to be but, like a thorn in their side. But it, it's stuff that everybody knew was out there, right? Right. But it was just stuff that that was being swept under the carpet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because it it wasn't that big of a threat, really. Right. A lot of the stuff was, at first, was like things that either we already knew or we just didn't f- freaking care about. Right. It's like, eh, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Um, I. The article that sparked all this for me today or this week that we should talk about this was this New York Times article talking about how UK court ruled that Julian Assange can be extradited to the US. Right. And I mean they've been fighting to extradite him for, for oh, years now. Yeah, since since he first kind of went into hiding him. Was yeah. it the after the Sweden Tried to bring him up on sex assault yeah, charges or he something went, like that. Yeah, they tried to bring him up, and we'll get there, on uh, assault charges, sexual assault charges, which I'm pretty yeah, convinced that was, was bogus. Up. Um, then he went and hid out in the Ecuador uh, embassy in London, right. and they were like on the verge of giving him Ecuadorian citizenship. Right, yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're just like, no. And then they turned him over to the UK authorities, and it he was arrested. Like he was kind of being an asshole to Ecuadorian like authorities because they're like just kind of got fed up with. That's him. what they say. Yeah, but I have other theories. Okay, okay. I think, I think there was some deals that went on, and then they were like, uh, "We got to get him out of here. We got to turn him over." I think there's probably some shady deals with the U.S., and then that's when they came out. And they're just like. Oh, this guy's nasty. He has bad uh, hygiene. He's uh, using up all our internet service and all this shit. And I mean, if this has been going on for as many years as he was there, you think they would have had a problem with it before? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, in 2019, they're like, "No, we can't do this anymore. Like, let's kick him out." Yeah. And he was arrested in 2019, and they've been trying to extradite him. Well, the lower courts in the UK blocked that. Right. But it's been bumped up, and these. This next level court says, no, we're going to extradite him, which there's still more appeals processes going right. on. But oh, I'm sure I'm going to read this article here just to get us going on this topic. All right. Uh, like I said, this is New York Times. It says the, the WikiLeaks founder will seek to appeal. But if the extradition goes ahead, he will face espionage charges that could put him in prison prison for decades now because I don't think he'll survive decades. Gonna, no. he, he, he's in pretty poor health from yeah. what I've read lately. A British court ruled on Friday that Julian Assange can be extradited to the United States to face charges that could result in decades of jail time, reversing a lower court decision in the long-running case against the embattled WikiLeaks founder. The ruling was a victory, at least for now, for the Biden administration. I mean, do you want to go down in history as the president that took down Julian Assange? I mean— Oh, he does. He does, but (laughs) I feel like there's so many people— that that's how out of touch they are. There's so well, many yeah. people that see Julian yeah. Assange as kind of a that hero figure, right? Like that, uh, but th- those that that pay attention, uh, those that don't pay attention though, are thinking like, oh, he he he's somebody who stole secrets. Yeah, which so or, or yeah, did, like released uh, secret yeah, information. Right. And, and secret he's dangerous, and he needs to be he's locked up. He's a traitor. Up. He's not really a traitor because no. he's not a, right, US, he's not a citizen. U.S. citizen. <laughs> uh, it's a, like I said, it's a ruling. 
The ruling was a victory, at least for now, for the Biden administration, which has pursued an effort to prosecute Mr. Assange, uh, began under the Trump administration. Mr. Assange will seek to appeal the decision to the Britain Supreme Court, according to his legal team. The Justice Department's decision to charge Mr. Assange under the Espionage Act in connection with obtaining and publishing secret government documents has raised novel First Amendment issues and alarmed advocates of media freedom. Gee, I can't imagine that. Yeah. How uh, advocates for, like, free press and free free speech would be alarmed by this. Right. I mean, what— the implications of this, like the the fear of, I mean, this is going to put the fear of God in anybody that oh, ever yeah. decides to be a whistleblower oh, yeah. from now on. If if this goes to trial and he's convicted, this will yeah pretty much put an end to whistleblow like federal whistleblowers, right? Which is, I'm sure, the goal. Says because he has been fighting extradition, uh, the questions have not been litigated and his transfer to the United States could set off a momentous constitutional ba- battle. This is going to be huge because it's going two sides of this. If he wins, this is going to be a huge victory. If he loses, this is going to be a huge blow for right. free speech. So yeah. um, momentous, I think, is understating right. how how important this, this trial could potentially be. And just just the fact that he's still locked up now, just— what happens beyond this is going to be huge yeah. implications. That's why I'm again. I'm if he makes it to trial. <laughs> yes, the extradition case in Britain has not turned on whether the charges against Mr. Assange are legitimate. A lower court judge ruled they were, but on whether prison conditions in the United States are too harsh for his mental health. So it's just saying that they're <laughs> not. It's not they're holding him because they don't feel that the U.S. has legitimate charges. They're holding him because they don't think his mental health could handle being extradited. In ruling that Mr. Assange can be extradited, the high court in London said it was satisfied by the Biden administration's assurance that it would not hold him at the highest security facility in the United States, (laughs) which houses the nation's worst criminals, and that if he were convicted, it would let him serve his sentence in his native Australia if he requested it. They're not going to fucking no, do that. No, there's, there's no, no way. way they're going to fight. I mean, yeah. they'll give whatever assurances they can, get him here, and they're going to be like, ah, fuck it, we got him. Yeah. That's it. It's like, yeah, it's like they should put him, you know, I mean, they put him in the federal penitentiary down in Leavenworth. Yeah. That place is like Club Med. <laughs> right. The U.S. also said Mr. Sanj would receive any necessary psychological treatment. <laughs> in January. <laughs> we'll give him counseling for the shit we do to him. Yeah, right. <laughs> In January, the lower court judge rejected the extradition request on the grounds that Mr. Assange might be driven to suicide by American prison conditions. Because that happens often. (laughs) Yeah, look at Jeffrey Epstein. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We're afraid he might not kill himself. (laughs) Several doctors have said Assange suffers from depression and memory loss and attempts suicide if he were extradited. (laughs) Just setting it up. (laughs) Yes. When Hornbunk... Hornbuckle, a spokesman for the Justice Department, said the government was pleading, pleased by the ruling and would have no further comment. But an American lawyer for Mr. Assange, Barry Pollock, called it disturbing that the British court had accepted American government's vague assurances of human <laughs> treatment. I'd say it's pretty vague. vague. What do you think? Yeah. Do you, no, I, I, yeah. Do you so buy it? Do you, do you believe no. what they're saying? About no, him? not at all. 
Oh, about uh, his mental health and no, depression. Do Do you believe that the assurances that the U.S. is oh no is, no is no giving them uh, would, like oh yeah yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. No, oh yeah yeah we'll let him he'll, we'll, he'll, he'll let him fine. go to he'll be fine. serve it out in Australia, which Australia is probably worse. Oh, I'm sure. Because, yeah, I mean, there's there's a reason why he didn't seek Australian. Yeah, right. Uh, exactly. There's a reason why he didn't run back home. Yeah. Yeah, he. I mean, he was basically cut off from his own country. That's why he sought asylum with Ecuador. Yeah, a completely separate country. It's not the U.S. It's not his home yeah. home country. It's not even uh, Sweden, where he has sexual right. assault charges. Yeah. It's it's and, Ecuador. And when you think of embassies to hide out in, Ecuador where does Ecuador think, raid? Right. <laughs> yeah. They don't. I don't think they have the greatest human rights I, I like record. Yeah, pretty sure. Right. And I'm going to talk about Ecuador, too. There's some interesting stuff surrounding uh, them deciding. That's why I said I don't believe yeah. the whole bullshit that, oh, he was a smelly guy, so we don't want oh, him here right. anymore. I mean, there's some shady shit there that I, I, believe it. I feel like they made some backdoor deals yeah. to to get him out of it, yeah. <laughs> get him out of their embassy. So I guess without further ado... We should talk about who Julian Assange is. Yes. Like, maybe dig into that just a little bit. He's Obviously, an interesting guy. He is. He's, he, I mean, he's like, he's like a legend. He's like legendary status. Yeah. When it comes to, like, whistleblowers or um, hackers, leaks, whatever. Yeah. He's like, he's like the man of legends. Yes. That, that hackers tell stories about or, yeah. or whistleblowers tell stories in, to their children about right. for years to come. Yeah. So this is uh, from Wikipedia because we like Wikipedia because it gives a lot of information. Julian Assange was born in 1971. He's an Australian editor, publisher, and activist who founded WikiLeaks in 2006. WikiLeaks came to international attention in 2010, like you were saying, um, when it published a series of leaks provided by U.S. Army intelligence analyst Chelsea Manning. These leaks included the Baghdad airstrike collateral murder video, which obviously we're going to watch. Of course. The Afghanistan war logs, the Iraq war logs, uh, Cablegate, and then after the 2010 leaks, it says the United States government launched a criminal investigation into which WikiLeaks. I wasn't real familiar with Cablegate. I wasn't either. That was one that wasn't really talked about yeah. too much. Um, let's Let's see. Some of the things, like, obviously he's Australian. Obviously he's... What a self-describing journalist. Yes, I don't need like where he was born, no. where he came from. I just want to talk about like some of his earlier works and some his, his boost his, into spotlight. Some of his hacking he did. Yeah, and wasn't necessarily even hacking. He just, as far as I know, WikiLeaks was basically just an anonymous source, kind of like right. Wikipedia. But before he did that, he actually did some actual hacking. Did he? Yeah. So I he didn't get that far. Back. Yeah, he actually. Um, Teamed up with a couple other guys and they they hit some major hacks. One of right. them was a, apparently they they think that he uh, he hacked into NASA at one point. Really? Yes, that's interesting. I didn't get that far back. So some of his early uh, publications it says Assange and others established WikiLeaks in 2006. Assange became a member of the organization's advisory board and described himself as the editor in chief. From 2007 to 2010, Assange traveled continuously on WikiLeaks business visiting Africa, Asia, Europe, and North America. During that time, the organization published internet censorship lists, leaks, and classified media from anonymous sources. Publications include revelations about drone strikes in Yemen, corruption across the Arab world, 
extrajudicial executions by Kenyan police, the 2008 Tibetan unrest in China, and Petrogate oil scandal in Peru. Hmm. Says um, WikiLeaks international profile increased in 2008 when a Swiss bank, Julius Baer, filed or failed to block the site's publication of uh, bankrupt uh, records. So he just went out and published a bunch of bankrupt records from this big Swiss bank. I'm sure that pissed them off. Oh, I'm sure. Says Assange commented that the financial institutions ordinarily operate outside the rule of law and received extensive legal support from free speech and civil rights groups. So he was already ruffling feathers from the get-go. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't there to make friends, that's for sure. Right. Says in 2008—during the 2008 U.S. presidential election— campaign, the contents of a Yahoo account belonging to Sarah Palin, uh, the running mate of Republican presidential nominee John McCain, were posted on WikiLeaks after being hacked into by members of Anonymous. Anonymous is another hacker group. Yeah. After briefly appearing on a blog, the membership list of far-right British National Party was posted to WikiLeaks on November 18, 2008. So, I mean, one thing you got to know to realize, and you had mentioned that he hacked the DNC. He's not a Trump fan. He's no. not a right-wing guy. He's yeah. expose everything for what it is right. kind of guy. Yeah. Expose bullshit for what bullshit is. Yeah. And so, like you saw, he posted some of Sarah Palin and John McCain stuff, some far-right British National Party stuff. I mean, he's yeah. again, he's not here to make friends. Right. Uh, WikiLeaks released a report disclosing a serious nuclear accident at the Iranian Nat- Natanz nuclear facility in 2009. I hadn't even oh, heard about that. Me neither. According to media reports, the accident may have been the direct result of a cyber attack at Iran's nuclear program carried out by the Stuxnet computer worm, a cyber weapon built jointly by the United States and Israel. Interesting. Uh, that's probably what put him on the U.S.'s shit list immediately. Oh, I'm sure. They're like, wait, wait, you weren't supposed to tell people <laughs> yeah, about exactly. that. Uh, huh. We're not going to confirm or deny that we did that, but you should not have said that yeah. at all. Bad, bad Assange. Very bad Assange. But he still wasn't really on anybody's no. radar. Then came the Iraq and Afghanistan war logs, is what they're called. Then came Chelsea Manning, which is... Sadly, the person that put him in the spotlight. Right, yeah. Because whatever you think about Chelsea Manning, whether you think what Chelsea Manning did was right or wrong, she, he, whatever, is a hero or a criminal or whatever, this became a circus for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Like, the spotlight was there for all the wrong fucking reasons, and it pisses me off just... Reading about it, just seeing about it, yeah. um, just that Chelsea Manning became basically the Rosa Parks and all right. of this. Like yeah. this turned from a, a freedom of press thing, free uh, like a whistleblower thing, turned into a sideshow of transgender rights. Right. Is what this turned into, and it it quickly, like the the focus quickly left. The fact of all the bullshit that she released, which right. should have been exposed for what right. it was, but it turned into, oh, Chelsea Manning is being, um, like, mentally abused because she can't get her hormone treatments in, um, in military jail. She can't, 
uh, and she's suicidal and all this I, shit. And I'm willing to bet if you ask most people who Chelsea Manning is, most of them won't who know who she is, but others would be like, well, isn't that the, the transgender military person that is not able to get the treatment they want? Yes. You know, so. So this Chelsea Manning stuff started with, it says in April 2010, WikiLeaks released the collateral murder video, which showed the United States soldiers fatally shooting 18 civilians from a helicopter in Iraq, including Reuters journalist Namir Nur Eldin and his assistant Saeed Schmog. Schmog. And I've got this video here, or at least parts of this video here, which I feel like we got to obviously watch a little bit of it to know what exactly they're talking about. And this is this is stuff that should be released to public. This yeah. is stuff I mean the US military gunned down journalists. Yeah. yeah. And, and it got swept under the rug. And several and civilians, including and civilians, lots children. Of women and children. Yes. So here's just a, a couple clips of this video. Hey. Holy shit, that's loud. It's Bushman seven, go ahead. Roger, we have a black SUV or bongo truck picking up the bodies. Fuck. Request permission to engage. Bushmaster 7, Roger. This is Bushmaster 7, Roger, engage. 1-8, engage. Clear. Come on. Clear. 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 Okay, that goes on for a few minutes, like, completely destroying this van that they thought there was, like, six or eight people in. There happened to be, like, 16 people in this fucking van. Yeah. And then there was this part here. Negative uh, on uh, evac and the uh, two civilian uh, uh, kids to uh, Rusty. They're going to have uh, the IPs uh, link up with us over here, break. Now, uh, IPs will take them up to a local hospital, over. Up your copy, over. Oh, it's their fault for bringing their kids to a battle. That's right. Did you hear that? Yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this, not watching, you saw this van that just got lit up by this helicopter machine gunner. And then a few minutes later, they were talking about how there was kids and stuff in this van. And they're like, well, that's their fault for bringing kids into a battle. And this was the kind of shit that was exposed through the coordination of Chelsea Manning and Julian Assange. And this is what spotlighted. Right. Julian Assange, WikiLeaks. This is when WikiLeaks became a household known yeah. name. And public enemy. Yeah, th- this was 2010. And I remember, I was in the military at the time, and I remember being told when this WikiLeaks dump came out, we were not allowed to read WikiLeaks because it was classified information. Gotcha. We could have been charged just for getting online and reading this shit. And so we had direct orders not to go look up, which obviously made me want to. I right. didn't at the time. <laughs> now I probably would have, but at the time I was a little yeah. more indoctrinated, so I didn't. But yeah, we weren't allowed to read it because classified information was released. So I'm going to get back to this article or this Wikipedia thing talking about it. Said Reuters had previously made a request to the U.S. government for the collateral murder video under the Freedom of Information, but had been denied. So they had already... Tried right. to get that video that Chelsea Manning released, but the, the government denied it and said, nope, you don't, you don't get to see that. Uh, it says Assange and others worked for a week to break the U.S. military's encryption of the video. 
In October 2010, WikiLeaks published the Iraq War Logs, which is also Chelsea Manning mm. material, um, which was a collection of 391,000 U.S. States Army field reports from the uh, wow. Iraq War covering the period from 2004 to 2009. Um, Assange said he hoped the publication would correct some of the attack on the truth that occurred before the war, during the war, and which has continued after the war. Um, the Iraq War log uh, had a, a bunch of lists of like uncounted civilian deaths that they counted as um, combatant deaths, but they were really civilian deaths that they just kind of covered up. Right. Um, a bunch of human rights abuses by the Iraqi security forces, like rape charges and murder and all this crazy stuff, like abuse of women, abuse of children, just swept under the rug. These were in these Iraq war logs. Same thing with the Afghanistan war logs. It was virtually yeah. the same thing. And then there was the Guantanamo Bay files, which I think you could probably guess what was yeah, right. involved in that. But I want to talk just a little bit more about the Chelsea Manning thing because that's the part that that irritates me the most about this. Yeah. And, and or at least not the most, I guess. We got some really irritating stuff coming up, but this irritates me about this part. What, of it. what was Chelsea Manning's position? Uh Chelsea Manning was a I mean, she was just a private. She was like low ranking. She was okay. uh she was an intelligence analyst. Okay. Uh, like a counterintelligence analyst and um just was involved in like kind of analyzing data and so compiled a bunch of data saved it on i think an sd card stuck it in like a a, a digital camera and took it home no it's just like crazy shit like right. i mean it, it's it's just crazy that this person got away with almost got away with some of this but I'm gonna. I got this article titled "Everything You Need to Know About Chelsea Manning," which is probably not everything you need to know. Right. But Who's this it from? ABCNews.com. Gotcha. So it says Ch Chelsea Manning, the Army private and intelligence analyst, whose release of classified information to WikiLeaks sparked worldwide controversy over transparency in the military and whistleblower protections, <clears throat> and will be released from prison on Wednesday. So this is right before she was pardoned. Not pardoned, but. You know, I can't right. think of the name. Majority of her uh, commuted. There you, go. there you go. Majority of her 35-year prison sentence was commuted by President Barack Obama in January. The debate over Ma Manning's release for leaking the data and the attention she received as a transgender military service member have made her perhaps the most notable person to have her sentence commuted by the former president during his time in office. Manning, who was assigned male at birth and previously known as Bradley, joined the Army at age of 19. You see what the main focus is here? Right, yeah. It's not all the amazing information that she released. Right. Not all the yeah. exposing corruption, exposing war crimes and stuff, but just was assigned male at birth. Right. Previously known as <laughs> Bradley. Bradley. Bradley Manning. That's that's the headline here. Yeah. Goes on to say, talk about military service. It says, in October 2007, Manning joined the Army. It says, drawing on an expertise with long interest in computers, Manning received training to be an intelligence analyst at Fort Huachuca in Arizona, then joined the 2nd Brigade Combat Team. This was interesting here. Despite hesitation from superiors who were reportedly uncertain she would be able to handle a deployment, so they already... Yeah. Noticed some psychological issues going right. on here. Yeah. Manning was sent to Ford Operating Base Hammer, located to the east of Baghdad in October 2009. She worked there until her arrest in May of 2010. 
release of material to WikiLeaks. It says Manning reported she first learned of WikiLeaks while at Fort Huachuca, and she was regularly visiting the website while stationed in Iraq, utilizing some of the leaked information to inform her work. As part of her role as an analyst, Manning frequently utilized records of notable incidents and events termed significant activities. While back in the U.S. on leave in January 2010, Manning said she became, began to become depressed by the military situation in Iraq and Afghanistan and felt that if the public had access to the information she possessed, it could spark a domestic debate on the role of military and foreign policy. That, that's fine. Right. I mean, I feel like a lot of the shitty things that we're doing as the military should be talked about. Right. And if you want to be that person that exposed that, if you want to take that risk on yourself, take right. that upon yourself, yeah. that burden, then good. Good on you. Like Julian Assange. Right. I mean, how much of a burden has he had on his shoulders for the last right. 10, 12 years? At first, Manning reached out to the Washington Post and the New York Times in an attempt to release the significant actions tables, but she was rebuffed. From there, she utilized an anonymizing network to submit the information to WikiLeaks according to court documents. She would later submit additional material, including diplomatic cables and a video of that airstrike in Baghdad that we talked about. That It says, killed two Reuters photographers and two children were wounded. The video, which WikiLeaks renamed Collateral Murder, received widespread attention, and Manning noted she was encouraged by the response in the media and the general public. It sounds like an attention Yeah, right, seeker. exactly. Like, woo, they like that. Let's they get like some that. more. Let's do some more. Yeah, it's, all, it's like there's the part where she says that she wants to spark the domestic debate, but then a lot of the things she says are just like attention-grabbing, yeah. attention-seeking, or like um, that affirmation, you know? Right, like, yeah. You know, being told good job. Because there was one point where she's like, the people at WikiLeaks made me feel like I could be myself. And it's just like... Right, yeah. If you're doing this for the fame or the glory or the attention of it, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Right. Because things are going to happen, like getting arrested and thrown in jail. Right, yeah. And clearly, you can't handle jail. Right, because you can't handle the military. You, Yeah, I mean, look at the where that went in the future. I mean... She didn't get her sentence commuted because she did such a great thing and she should be commended for that. No, it was because of uh, the the mental toll it took on right. her or yeah. um, she was suicidal or all the, all this shit because yeah. of her coming out as transgender. Oh, and I, I'm sure that was part of it, too. I mean, I'm sure that's a box that Obama wanted to check. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, that was that uh, yeah. social justice box he had to yep. check. And I've—what was the article that— it talked about, says, the decision by Mr. Obama, this is from uh, New York Times, when he decided to commute her. And the only thing I'm going to read from this is, the decision by Mr. Obama rescued Miss Manning, who twice tried to kill herself last year, from an uncertain future as a transgender woman incarcerated at the men's military prison at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. There are, there are solutions to this yeah. that aren't commuting and letting her go. Right. There is maybe assigning her to a female prison. If you want to recognize her as yeah. being a female, then that's fine. Yeah. I'm sure there's transgender females in female prisons everywhere. There is getting her, putting her in a psychological facility if you're yeah. concerned that right. she's going to kill herself. Yeah. But instead, it's just like, you know, the best option <laughs> here is just to let her go. Right. Yeah. And again, I, I don't think people should be in prison for no for exposing. No. 
but the the spotlight very quickly left all this shit, and I'm sure it was 100% intentional by the U.S. government. Oh, absolutely. They turned this into the transgender sideshow yeah. and turned it into, because, forgot to mention, do you know when she came out publicly as transgender? The day after she was sentenced. Literally the next day she yeah, came out I remember as tra- that. transgender. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, how convenient. Yeah, right. Yeah. How convenient. Now you're coming. And obviously they they say that there are, like text and stuff of her telling people from before, which is fine. But obviously there was an agenda to come right. out publicly. That's like when Kevin Spacey came out publicly as being gay the day that who was accused right. of sexually assaulting a teenager. Yeah. It's just like, oh, guys, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I got to let you know that yeah. I'm gay. Yeah. And he expected people to be like, oh, how brave of right. you. Yeah. yeah, And that backfired on him. But it didn't yeah. backfire on Chelsea no. Manning. They're like, oh my God, that's so brave of this right. soldier. I mean, that's got to be so hard. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it shifted from exposing and whistleblowing, yeah. exposing like shitty right. government policies, shitty war policy. Do- doing what was right. To this here. Yeah. And even in like interviews that Chelsea Manning's come out with since, it's like she does say, like, I, I felt like a duty of to my country, but it then turns back to, oh, uh, talk about being the first. Uh, yeah, because she was. They said there was a. She hit a milestone or whatever in the country for being the first um, transgender to get um, hormone treatments in a military facility in the U.S. It's just like this is the thing we're praising her yeah, for, right? Obviously, we got all our priorities completely fucked up. Is it if the focus is the first transgender in the military to get hormone treatments? Look how far we've come in this country. Right. Forget that we just blew up a bunch of kids. Yeah. Forget that we killed some of our own journalists, like allied journalists. Yeah. But hormone treatments, isn't that yeah. great, guys? Right. So I'm I'm just gonna play this clip from her first public interview when she got out of the brig or wherever. The world first heard about her as Bradley Manning in 2010, when the Army intelligence analyst was charged with leaking the largest trove of government secrets in U.S. history. Do you feel <laughs> as though you owe the American public an apology? I've accepted responsibility. No one, no one told me to do this. Nobody directed me to do this. This is me. It's on me. It was images like this that Manning says that compelled same video. to go to WikiLeaks. Yeah. American soldiers carrying out an aerial attack on what ended up being unarmed civilians, including children. Among the dead, two Reuters journalists. Oh yeah, look at that, right through the windshield. You're getting all this information, and it's just death, destruction, mayhem, and eventually you just stop. I stopped seeing just statistics and information, and I started seeing people. Counterinsurgency warfare is not a simple thing. There's not, there's no, it's not as simple as like good Let guys me skip ahead. bad guys. It is a mess. She leaked over 700,000 here, then it goes to this. Changing decision. What made you decide to come out as trans after being sentenced? I had to be who I am. But the military denied her request for hormones, fighting for her right to transition. So daunting, she says, she tried to commit suicide twice, which led to time in solitary confinement. And why was it so important to you to fight for hormone treatments while you were behind bars? It's literally what keeps me alive. It keeps me from from. From feeling like I'm in the wrong body, you know, like I get, I, I get these horrible feel. I used to get these horrible feelings. Like I just want to rip my body apart. You, you, you see the shift there in yeah. in the the narrative. Yeah, where it went from exposing 
Right. To do, doing her duty to that she just felt like she wasn't in her own body. Well, yeah. Well, what do you think she's an activist towards like free press now, or you think she's more of the? Oh, she's definitely a trans yeah, trans activist. activist. Yeah. I, I guarantee nothing it. to do with. Free press or the shitty stuff that we did over in in Middle East. No, and she's she's like focused on like the border and stuff like oh, that yeah. too. But she's not. I don't think she's doing anything yeah. with. Like you said, it, it seems to me like she's looking for for affirmation. Yeah. from wherever she can get it. And then it's like we commuted her because of the mental stress that it took on her. I mean, yeah. she's suicide. Look at fucking Julian Assange now. Right. Right. He's been dealing with it. Like, she was in jail, what, seven years, six yeah, years? Yeah. He's been basically imprisoned for the last decade. Yeah. And he's suicidal. He's had uh, freaking mini strokes because of the yeah. stress he's under. And, like, the British government doesn't want to extradite him because they don't feel that he will survive right. an extradition. And, and do you think he'll be up for being commuted? Because, no, no, because. Yeah. I mean, this like you. This was just virtue signaling, is all this oh, co- commutation was. Because why didn't, why didn't Obama commute Edward Snowden or right. Julian Assange? And yeah. when he left, if it was if it had anything to do with the free press and uh, right. like the safety of whistleblowers and like praising whistleblowers for doing their job, yeah. they would have commuted those people too, not just Chelsea Manning for being transgender. So right. you you saw how just the the distraction that Chelsea Manning became. Yeah. And it almost makes me wonder if she was like turned into a like a government op operative to like a dis not disinformation, but just like a focus operative to oh, just I'm sure. Just shift your story. And I wonder how much they, they pressured her to come out at that moment. Oh yeah. To get people from talking about WikiLeaks because that's a that's a pretty big embarrassment, a pretty yeah. pretty big stain right there yeah. in 2010. All this information coming out to be like, oh, tell them that you didn't feel like you didn't feel like you're yeah. part of something, and that's why you got involved yeah. in the WikiLeaks. I, I, and that's- I'm sure that's a big part of why your sentence was commuted. It yeah. was like, look, let's you play ball with us, play up, you know, your transsexualism, and we'll commit we'll commute your service. Yeah, and so. Her sentence was commuted right before Obama left. It was like his last hours right. in office. He it was like, I mean, he commuted a couple other people, a couple other like political prisoners, I guess you could call them, and then Chelsea Manning. And I'm sure there was a bunch of people that were like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And then there's probably plenty of people that was like, "Why Chelsea and yeah. not some of these other people?" Right. Yeah. So I again, this isn't the Chelsea Manning episode, so I want to get away from that. Because I mean that, but that's again what spotlighted, yeah, Julian Assange. But then it quickly left Julian Assange and went to Chelsea Manning, right, right. And nobody gave two shits about Julian Assange again, yeah, until a few years later. I mean, they're still they were still quietly like looking for him, yeah. But they it, it was more private. Like, they didn't want to make it a. Big yeah. public ordeal. They right. didn't want to make Julian Assange out to be this like national hero, right? Like so, so Snowden. We're quietly like seeking him out, right? One of the things in the Chelsea Manning trial is they tried to claim that there was like evidence between like text logs and stuff that Assange was helping Chelsea Manning to reverse engineer like pass- government passwords and stuff oh, okay. to get into some of the stuff. So that's how they're putting all the guilt on Julian Assange. And Chelsea Manning came out and was like. 
He didn't pressure me, didn't do anything to push me into this. I just did this myself. And they're trying to to claim, even though it was all anonymous, like supposedly there's no way to know who you're talking to. The government assumes that Chelsea Manning was talking directly to Julian Assange and he was helping Chelsea Manning reverse engineer the stuff. And it sounds like a bogus. um, It sounds like they're trying to pressure probably Manning to out... Julian Assange, Assange, like, yeah. try to get the bigger right. fish. Because, obviously, Chelsea Manning's not the threat right. here. yeah, yeah. Julian Assange is the major right. threat here. Yeah. Manning's doing—she's playing ball any way she can. Right. But if you can give us Assange and WikiLeaks, then then we'll call it good. Yeah, so it, it goes further. They, they kind of were looking for him, but they didn't want to make it, like, a public lynching of— freedom of press. So there was a lot of uh, restrictions that the intelligence agencies could have access to when it came to WikiLeaks. Cause, so it was kind of like they weren't actually doing a whole... They they had their hands tied with it sure. because under the Obama admi- administration, it was like he didn't, he didn't want to go down as the president that killed free press. Right, yeah. So, but then it says... It goes on in this... The Julian Assange Wikipedia article, it says... In 2013, the U.S. official said it was unlikely that the Justice Department would indict Assange for publishing publishing the classified documents because it would also have to prosecute news organizations and newspapers that published the same materials. Got it. Okay. So Interesting. Supposedly, WikiLeaks is just like uh, an anonymous... It's basically like Wikipedia. Yeah. It's... Like a collaboration of information that people right. submit to it. It's not Julian Assange didn't go steal the information. He right. just Published provides it. the the outlet to publish it. Right. And so for him to publish that and for them to indict him on that would mean they would have to indict like anybody. Washington else. Post, who went and turned around and said the same things. The reporter that just we just played the video from. Yeah. They would have to be indicted. All those news agencies that are in bed with the government yeah. would have to be indicted as well for playing and publishing the same things. Gotcha. So they they kind of at that point were just like, uh we can't really do much about that. <laughs> but also in 2018 uh, 13, about that same time, Edward Snowden happened. Right. And he leaked a bunch of the embarrassing NSA files, like the NSA spying on us, all those files. We all know Edward Snowden. Julian Assange helped get Edward Snowden out of the country. Right, yeah. So then they're just like, shit, he's doing it again. <laughs> he's undermining us again. So um, that it's almost as soon as they're like, yeah, we can't do anything about it, they're like, fuck, this guy's at it again. <laughs> so um, right around this time, came the bogus Swedish sexual assault charges. Apparently in 2010, he was in Sweden and supposedly sexually assaulted somebody. They brought up charges against him, but he supposedly fled the country, and that's when he was like hiding out at the embassy. Uh, That one's weird, too, because the Swedish president, prime minister, whatever it is, had these charges on him. Then all of a sudden, she dropped these charges yeah. on him, then got pressured to pick back up these charges, probably pressured by the United oh, States. Oh, I'm sure. Because for extradition. if he gets back to Sweden, they are a country that will extradite him right away to the United States. Oh, I'm sure. So that's what tells me a lot of the shit is kind of bogus. Yeah. So what do you know about these uh, 
assault charges. Yeah, I, I not, didn't even not a whole lot, really, really read about it. Like yeah. they don't give a lot of details about the sexual assault charges. They just say that right. he has sexual assault yeah, charges. Yeah, he, he claimed they were trumped up, um, and then they 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 were pursuing him. Like you said, they dropped, and then they're pursuing him again. But then they ended up dropping him because they said that there wasn't enough evidence, um, or. Too much time had passed. Yeah, so well, that's when they, they initially it. dropped it. Yeah. When they finally dropped it in 2017, um, which was a really strange year. A lot of stuff happened, coincidentally, yeah. around the same time for Julian Assange. And 2017 is when the statute of limitations ended. And they're like, yeah, we can't really do anything about that. But he was holed up in at the embassy. So in 2010, they issued the, the warrant initially. And then back about 2013, 2014, after the Snowden shit came up, they reintroduced these charges. And that's when um, he was kind of arrested, got out on bail, skipped bail. That's right, skipped bail. Skipped bail, went to the Ecuador embassy. London police or the UK police, whatever, decided, you know, he skipped bail. We're not going to let him leave this country right. free. So they had a close eye on him for years while he was there. Interestingly enough, when Sweden dropped their charges on him, the UK didn't drop their bail Interesting. charges. Yeah. So he still was stuck there. It's like he fled bail. He skipped bail on these Swedish charges. They dropped the charges, but the bail charges are still there. Right. And that makes me believe that there's some more dealings more than just the Swedish government. The Swedish government's probably like, you know, this is a bust. We don't got anything. And the U.S. government's like, you better keep a fucking eye on him. Right, yeah, exactly. You better not let him... Don't be the one that lets him get away. Yeah, exactly. And it got super crazy. Yeah. And I'm going to get into the super crazy with all this shit because while he was there, a bunch of other shit came out. He was yeah. still releasing documents right. while he was there. Like I said, 2013, they said... Um, they weren't going to prosecute, but then shortly after is when Edward Snowden happened. But then in 2016 came the infamous DNC hack. Yeah. Do you remember that? Do you oh, remember yes. those dark days of the, the DNC hack? Yes, yes. I mean, this turned into such a shit show. Oh, yeah. And looking back on it now, just researching some of this, I think it intentionally turned into the shit show that it was to cover up a lot of the shit that was going on. Like, how many conspiracy theories came out of the DNC hack? Oh, my gosh. Name, name the, the most famous one you, you Russia. can think of. It was Russia. Russiagate, number yeah. one. Um, Trump. Trump um, it was part of Russiagate. Right. Um, Pizzagate. See. Oh, yeah, Pizzagate. You can't Gate, forget that's Pizzagate. Right. Yes. What about Seth Rich? Do you remember anything about Seth Rich? <sighs> uh, wasn't he, didn't he show up dead? Yeah, was well, like, Seth Rich was... Uh, a lot of people, conspiracy theorists, claim Seth Rich was uh, the person that gave WikiLeaks the That's information, right. yeah. and he was like a chairman of the DNC. That's right. Gave uh, WikiLeaks the information, then all of a sudden he turns up dead. Right. They claim it was a botched robbery. Right. Well, since then it's come out that he had nothing to do with it, supposedly. But um, and I, I thought for sure it was the Clintons. Yeah. T took him out. Took out Seth Rich, but yeah. supposedly not. Supposedly. Supposedly not. But, um, again, all this shit, and we can't even talk about half of it because we will get immediately removed from yeah. YouTube. Right. But all this shit with the Podesta emails, the possible 
pedophile laboratories <laughs> in the basements of restaurants. Yes. Um, yeah. Operatives yeah. getting offed, like people getting offed, like Seth Rich getting offed. Yeah. Um, Russiagate was the big one. The yep. big mainstream one yeah. that everybody was talking about was Russiagate, Russiagate, Russiagate. And do you know what the DNC WikiLeaks dump actually was? Was exposing the DNC for basically pushing Bernie Sanders out. Yeah. And just this, it was like this op against Bernie Sanders to right. bring Hillary in, even though Bernie Sanders was the more popular vote yeah. at the time. So all this shit about Russiagate and how they interfered with elections was just distraction from the fact that the DNC interfered right. with elections. Yeah. So here's this article here talks about the four most damaging emails from the DNC WikiLeaks dump. I'm not going to read all of it, but I, I just want to point out some of the the things. And then I want to just briefly talk about that for just a minute before we get into break. We're about due for break. It says, WikiLeaks leaked nearly 20,000 emails on Friday from top Democratic National Committee officials exchanged from January 2015 through May 2016. Several emails released show that although the DNC was supposed to remain neutral, right? Right. During the primary contest, officials grew increasingly agitated with Bernie Sanders and his campaign. At some points, even floating ideas about ways to undermine his candidacy. So this is what the DNC hack was all about. Right. It wasn't Pizzagate. No. It wasn't Russiagate. No. Nothing to do with Trump. It was this. It seems so mild. Now, when you yeah. think about all that other shit that yeah. everybody talked about, yeah, it seems so minor. Right. But it was direct influence of an election, of Absolutely. a democratic election. Right. Yeah. And. There's a reason why it seems so minor, because they wanted it to seem so minor. Right. So, And you get, like, the Pizzagate that came out that basically was, like, the step-off for Q conspiracy oh, yeah. theories. Right. Uh, the Russiagate shit came out that, like, filled the news for the next four yeah. years. Oh, and, and how many, like, impeachment cases or, uh, yeah. what, uh, for Trump to get him out of office because of because things that— Because of that. They, yeah. And— all of it was just a cover-up for this leak yeah. here and to make this look like, yeah, that wasn't really that big a deal. Fucking assholes. Because <laughs> when, you, when you read about all those other things, yeah, this does not no, seem no, you like read, a big oh, deal. Oh, no. They just, they, they just, they just influenced the, the, the election so that there would be Hillary instead of Bernie. Well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Says the source of the leak has not been revealed, though Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, Robbie Mook, said on ABC News this week with George Stephanopoulos on Sunday that he believes the Russians were instrumental in all of it. <laughs> of course. Oh, the uh, Hillary Clinton campaign manager, in the goodness of his heart, yeah. no bias whatsoever, no, no. told George Stephanopoulos, no bias whatsoever, that Russians were yeah. instrumental in all of it. Yeah. And that, do you think that's possibly where the Russia Gate got sparked? <laughs> a, a little bit, yes. I'm not saying it didn't come from Russia. No, no, but... It was definitely used to cover up what yes, the DNC what was actually doing. happened. Right. Says experts are telling us that Russian state actors broke into the DNC, took all these emails, and are now leaking them out through the websites. It's troubling that some experts are now telling us that this was done by Russians for the purpose of helping Donald Trump. No, what's troubling is the fucking information in this. Yeah. And that's what people fail to realize is the information in this is the troubling part. Not where it came yeah. from, not what uh, was done with it. The information in this should be what's troubling. Yeah, that and the fact that they blew all kinds of shit up to cover it up, Yeah, 
and it made lo- it look like a, a fucking shitstorm where you have a possible candidate who could be colluding with the Russians yeah. to take the election and I mean you're you're wasted fucking... what four years of government oh, yeah. resources oh, chasing yeah, absolutely. this absolutely yeah and, and again you had what two impeachment cases mm-hmm. uh, up against Trump and I mean they just resolved it was it last year where they came out and and busted the dude be- uh, that was behind. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's just ridiculous to me. It says, regardless of who was behind the leak, the fallout for the DNC has been severe. Just a day before the Democratic convention was set to begin, DNC chairwoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz announced her resignation effective at the end of the week. Good. And as expected, well, this was back then. I know, but it was still good. As expected, <laughs> Sanders supporters, hundreds of whom are delegates at the convention, are furious about the content of the emails, as they should be. Yeah. Here are some of the most damaging finds of the leak. DNC Chairwoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz calls the Sanders campaign manager an ass and a liar. (laughs) Why is that damning? (laughs) I don't know. Highlighting Sanders' faith. One email shows that a DNC official contemplating highlighting Sanders' alleged atheism, even though he has said he is not an atheist during the primaries as a possibility to undermine support among voters. I mean that's this is their actual like campaign strategy. Yeah, let's call him a fucking atheist. Yeah, right. I mean Ooh, he, he's he's a fucking Democrat. He's Jewish. He might as well be. <laughs> right. Building a narrative against Sanders, wondering if there's a good Bernie narrative for a story, which is that Bernie never ever had his act together, that his campaign was a mess. DNC national secretary. So these are the DNC. Yeah, people right. Like the members of the DNC. Um, Mark. Pastenbach wrote in an email to the National Communication Director on May 21st. After detailing ways in which the Sanders camp was disorganized, Pastenbach concludes, it's not a DNC conspiracy, it's because they never had their act together. The idea was nixed, though. True, Miranda acknowledged in response, but the chair has been advised not to engage, so we'll have to leave it alone. (laughs) Lamentations that Sanders isn't a Democrat. As the primary uh, season wore on, Wasserman Schultz appeared to grow exacerbated with Sanders' desire to stay in the race when the delegate math was against him, and one email lamenting the fact that he is an independent in the Senate but was running as a Democrat in the primaries. In April 24th, email she received with an article describing the way Sanders felt the DNC was undermining his campaign, she wrote back, spoken like someone who has never been a member of the Democratic Party and has no understanding of what we do. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we do, bitch, is what it sounds like she's saying. <laughs> do you not understand that's what we do? So that that's the main, most damning parts of this. Yeah, that's... Like, forget the yeah. the, encrypt, the cryptic messages about, like, pizza and hot dogs and right. shit. All that, I think, looking back now, and I, I mean, I dived into a yeah. lot of that crazy shit just because I like to read that shit. Right. And I could see there being something there. But all that was just... Smoke and mirrors, yep. and just this fanfare to cover up yeah. that they just single handedly pushed this guy, the, the most popular candidate yeah. potentially, out of that spot in favor of Hillary when they are supposed yeah. to be neutral. And nobody right. talks about that part right. of it. Yeah, exactly. Except maybe the Bernie's kids, but right. nobody listens to them. Right, exactly. They're all crazy. So, what do you think? Uh, it's fucked up. <laughs> but I. I I don't think it's the first time it's happened, and it won't be the last time. But again, because nobody paid attention to it, 
they can do it again and it's not going to matter. Yeah, and then you just got to throw out all these crazy conspiracy theories and then blame all the right-wingers for crazy conspiracies. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these conspiracy theories came right from them. Oh, yeah. To make people believe that, oh, they're just talking crazy. Yeah. Just to get everybody, like, talking nonsense. Yeah. Just so that— Just so they could get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. And then even if we do circle back to it and say, well, do you guys realize that this is what this is about? We could be like, yeah. well, at least it wasn't Pizzagate. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, it's just them protecting democracy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. We talked about in the 2020 yeah. election. Uh, they, the, the architects have to protect democracy for yeah. what it is. Yep. And so, you know, he got on a lot more shit lists when that happened. And Donald Trump came out, yeah, and he was like, "Oh, I just love WikiLeaks. I love everything about WikiLeaks." Then, so so you think he pardoned Julian Assange, right? Right. When he was yeah, president, of course. Why oh, would yeah. he? No, the war against Julian Assange ramped up a billion times yeah. during yeah. Trump's presidency because you have the narcissist, like the definition of the word narcissist in office. And somebody got one over on the United States. What do you think he's going to do? I don't even necessarily think it was Trump. I think it was they pulled one over, not on the DNC, not on the military. They pulled one over on the CIA. Oh, yeah. Who is its own entity that listens and bows to nobody. Yeah. Not even the president. Not even the president. And that was the wrong button. And the CIA is the one that waged war on Julian Assange from that moment. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that in the second half because 2017 was a weird year for Julian Assange. Yeah. And it just got spiraled, spiraled really fast. And I remember hearing, because we all heard Pres- uh, President Trump say how much he loved WikiLeaks right. after that because obviously they released damning stuff on the DNC yeah. and that potentially did help him win, help his case. Like yeah. the the, I mean, the Hillary servers... Right. Were like some of the one of the hot uh, hot topics. That was the October surprise of yeah. of 2016 was Hillary servers, and that all came from like WikiLeaks and stuff too. Yeah, and so uh, obviously Trump loved him at the time. So we all thought, when's he gonna pardon Snowden? When's he gonna pardon Trump? If he does these things, then he might yeah right. might get some of my attention. Absolutely, here. yeah. He might get some of my support here. I may have actually voted for him in 2020 if right. he had pardoned Assange and Snowden, just because yeah. that just brings back a little accountability, right. and that says that you are in support. Yeah. The, spe- specifically, the guy that says he wants to drain the swamp right. and take down the deep state. That. Yeah, right. You think what he better would... way to do that than to pardon the, the people that want Assange. to take down yeah. the deep state? Right. I mean, that have worked their lives that have sacrificed their lives to yeah. take down the deep state that he supposedly wants to take down. Yeah. You think if everything about Trump that he says and his his supporters say is true, he would be the one to pardon. Right. But as I was saying, the Obama administration was kind of like, yeah, we'll just we'll say that it's an open investigation, but there, I mean, well, there's not much right. we can do here. And then almost as soon as Trump got in office, the script flipped. And things got crazy really fast. And that's yeah. when Assange's life was literally in danger. Yeah. Like he had people plotting assassination attempts on his yeah. life during the Trump administration. So Trump can say all he wants. He loves WikiLeaks. Yeah. But he had the power to change that. 
And he did not change that. He potentially made it worse. Yeah. We're going to get into that in the second half. We are due for a break. Make sure you leave your comments. If you know anything about any of this shit, we are just barely scratching the surface with this. I told Bill, I texted him, I was like, this one is really hard to keep in our time frame because there's just so much here. Yeah. That people don't even talk about. Like, we know about the DNC hacks. We know about the Chelsea Manning stuff. But when you look at it all collectively, mm-hmm. it's fucking insane. And then yeah. when we get into the stuff that we're going to talk about in the second half, it's stuff nobody's ever talked about. Right. I've yeah. never heard anybody fucking talk no, about me this. Neither. And it's it's freaking crazy. And some of the stuff was just exposed like a month ago. Right, yeah. And I didn't even hear about me this neither. this article until today when I actually went digging for it. That's when I came across this article about like assassination plots. I'm like... How is this a thing and we haven't heard yeah. about it? Yeah. But we're going to get into that, like I said, in the second half. Uh, make sure you leave your comments. Make sure you share the shit all over the place. Keep this thing going. Come back in the next five minutes because shit's going to get crazy. It's, you, you thought it was crazy now. It's about to get really fucking crazy. So we'll be right back. Do not go anywhere. Let me find my button so I can get out of here for break. Goodbye. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remster W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey everybody, I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast, that is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. What do you think so far? It's crazy stuff. I mean, this is most of the stuff we we already knew. Yeah, about we already knew about a lot of this. I stuff. don't know if other people did. I don't. Yeah, did. I don't know either. And we got a we got a build backstory, obviously. Yeah. Right. Because I, I again, no, nobody's talking about Julian Assange right yeah. now. I haven't heard it on any other podcast. I haven't heard some of the shit we're going to get into today talked about yeah. anywhere else. Just nobody's talking about. It. I yeah. Mean, we've all. A lot of us, I guess, have heard a lot of the stuff that we've mentioned in the first right. half, but it's nice to recap and it get is. some of the the premise behind some of the things. And, I mean, even though we knew a lot of those stories, we yeah. didn't know the depth of it. We, right. And looking back on it, like I said, looking back on, like, the DNC hack, 
from a non-conspiracy theorist side, yeah, you can see how all that bullshit was raised to cover up what actually happened. Right. Which now, when you just it just seems so boring. It's like yeah, yeah they just right. didn't like Bernie Sanders, yeah. and so they they spread some misinformation about him. Yeah, but that's a big fucking deal. Oh, it is a big fucking deal. When it when yeah. it's the neutral yeah, Democratic, Democratic Party. Na- National Convention. That it's supposed to be a neutral party yeah. decided, hey, we're going to manipulate yeah. this a little because we like right. her better. It's right. her time, yeah, not Bernie Sanders. They're supposed to let the, the, let the people decide, and then they stay out of it. And that's not what happened. But that's not that's not newsworthy stories. That's right. not what people want to like raise yeah. hell about is basic shit like that. Like, yeah. like that now that just seems like uh, bureaucratic. Right decisions like right. shit that nobody cares about but, but people did care deal. about it right yeah i mean especially bernie sanders supporters they really <laughs> right. care about it yeah but that's what it turned into because um they just blew it up to be this big ordeal and then like i said like we were saying that became four years of chasing this yeah. russia theory right and it's funny because even donald trump which didn't doesn't make him look any more innocent and all this, but he even offered Julian Assange a pardon. Yeah. On the premise that he came back and said, "You got to say Russia didn't do this." Right. And so it was all for his own gain, uh, like personal yeah. gain. Um, and I don't think Julian Assange took the deal, or they're in the process of making some kind of deal. Um, and somebody <sighs> somewhere shut it down in the government. They're just oh. like cut this deal because this yeah. isn't happening. And I I have a feeling it probably came about the time that the shitstorm right. came out. Yeah. So we've got the formation of WikiLeaks. We've got the Chelsea Manning release, which was a stain on the U.S. military because yeah. there was, like we said, the Afghanistan logs, the, yeah. the Iraq files, Guantanamo <laughs> Bay files. But when you compare it to other things we know, like, you know, Obama, you know, being in well, drones taking out like you know hospitals and and the recently you had the drone taking out the Afghanistan uh, uh, guy that they thought was uh, was ISIS and it turned out that uh, it had nothing to do with that and he ended up they mm-hmm. take out like a whole birthday party and they right. took out kids and everything it's weddings like, and shit yeah and I mean this is just you know this is standard. Yeah, status it's, quo. It's <laughs> I mean it's not really that damning information. No, it's not. A lot of their hacks are just like. Well, yeah, we yeah. know this, right? But, it's but like we knew about it, but you're just now kinda... you're seeing the video of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's outrage, but it's still not enough to make them like, "All right, we got to take this fucker out right. now." And they're like, "Yeah, obviously we do that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, we look like shit, but yeah. obviously, yeah. Um, but back to the Chelsea Manning thing for a few seconds. They were saying how I forgot to mention this. They were saying like she was saying I d- I didn't feel like this was going to hurt anybody and stuff well then there came out when they raided quote-unquote raided osama bin laden's bunker which i don't buy that that whole spiel yeah. Uh, yeah. at all i don't i don't believe that any of that crock of nonsense but when they raided it they found on osama bin laden's laptop files that chelsea manning had released some of these like low and from what Intelligence officials say this is like low-level yeah, intelligence. Right. Yes, it's secret, yeah. but it's low-level, not right. that important. So, yes, uh, yeah, Osama bin Laden's saving that on his computer. It just seems yeah. like more bullshit to add to the story yeah, right. and probably to pile on against 
Assange more right. than is again. Yeah. Obviously, try again, to turn public opinion against. Yeah, him. it's like, well, um, you see how dangerous this is. You see how they're putting people's lives at risk, and that's that's the big espionage thing, like yeah. aiding the enemy that they have against Julian Assange, because there's like him colluding with Russia, who's one of our sworn enemies, yeah. then finding this these leaks on Osama bin Laden's laptop, yeah. which probably didn't exist in a bunker that probably right. didn't exist in the first place. <laughs> right. Yeah. What do, you, what do, you, do you think that's legit? No. Do, do you think no. they found Chelsea Manning files, WikiLeaks no. files? Yeah, I, I bet Osama they, bin Laden's laptop was just open to WikiLeaks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, I really like this WikiLeaks site. <laughs> I get all my <laughs> intelligence from. Yeah. This is how I knew about the Twin Towers. This is how I knew about uh, yeah, right. the USS yeah. Cole. Yeah. I, 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 all the blueprints <laughs> are right here yeah. from WikiLeaks. This is my favorite website. <laughs> I mean, they would go as far to say that. To get oh yeah Julian Assange absolutely because that takes him from being like a platform yeah for whistleblowing information to being you're in direct directly threatening oh, yeah. our troops yeah you you're directly giving secrets to the enemy yeah and I mean with that premise that yeah. opens a whole world of new ways oh, yeah. to um, spy on Julian Assange and WikiLeaks yeah. a new way to. To yep. punish him, to take him out, yep. all these, it, it just opens yeah. up more doors. Yeah, he's given information to, to our enemies, so yeah, absolutely. But then came 2017, which was the year everything changed completely. Everything changed. For There was three things that happened. Number one, in 2017, the Swedish government dropped their charges. Okay. Which I found interesting that it happened about the same time. And I feel like... The U.S. probably didn't need them anymore to hold him there right. because they had all this other shit that happened yeah. in 2017. Because this was May 2017, Swedish government dropped charges. In March of 2017, there was a massive, massive data dump. And then also in 2017, uh, Ecuador elected a new president. Oh. So that's why I said, I have a feeling it's not so yeah. much that they Ecuador didn't like him. I have a feeling that when new president came in, yeah. he was chummier with the United States. Oh, yeah. And I've got this article. It's from South China Morning Post, so it's obviously going to side probably against the United States. But it's interesting. And this is just specifically talking about um, the role that Ecuador had played from 2017 and on. It's titled, it's an opinion piece titled, How Five Democracies Conspired to Entrap Julian Assange. It's sad when China is coming out and saying, right, yeah. <laughs> guys, you're not doing right by Julian Assange yeah. here. You know, the people that have all these human rights yeah. issues. <laughs> right. Says, well, supposedly, according to us. It makes you, makes you really wonder, though, right? when Absolutely. you read stuff like this that the U.S. does. Absolutely. Says, the roles played by Australia, Sweden, and Britain under pressure from America to persecute the founder of WikiLeaks is well known. However, Ecuador and its domestic politics in the past decade may be even more relevant but little understood like i said this is the south china morning post i've actually read two articles in the last month from this and i've never even heard of them before it says throughout the second half of 2019 riots protest and protests gripped the city leading to increasingly intent intense and violent confrontation with police many businesses throughout the city were hurt Myriad social, political, and economic problems long simmering under the surface burst forth, all causing intense dissatisfaction with the government, even hatred against it. At time, the city was paralyzed. Oh, you thought I was talking about Hong Kong? 
Actually, no. I was talking. He, he was talking about Ecuador. Huh. But we don't hear about Ecuador. No. The U.S. only talks about Hong Kong. Right. I mean, this is China's standpoint. Right. So they're pushing the blame on us. They're like, they're really focusing on our riots and protests here in Hong Kong. But they're ignoring this Ecuador thing because Ecuador somehow got all chummy chummy with the United States. Huh. It says, um, at least six protesters were killed in hundreds, according to official statement or estimates. A state of emergency, or what the government of Ecuador called a state of exception, was eventually declared in the capital, Quito, allowing the military to exercise total control and discretion. Lenin Moreno, who was president at the time, fled the city. Back in Hong Kong, no rioter or protester was killed. No state of emergency or martial law was ever declared. No People's Liberation Army personnel were ever involved, supposedly, except cleaning up debris after a nasty typhoon. Again, this is China right, saying yeah. what they want you to hear. It says, but Western media and governments, especially U.S. media in Washington, went into a hysterical feeding frenzy over Hong Kong that continues to this day. Meanwhile, Washington was practically silent about troubles in Ecuador, which became friendly with the United States once again after a period of hostility under Moreno's predecessor and former mentor, the leftist Rafael Vicente Correa, most famous to many foreigners for providing sanctuary to Julian Assange. So we hated him because, first of all, he was, like, far left. He was, like, I think his mentor was... uh, Oh shit! Who was it? Who was the Venezuelan guy? Oh, uh, 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 not Chavez. Chavez, yeah, Hugo Chavez, Chavez, yeah. Okay, Hugo Chavez was like one of his mentors, so we really hated. He was like a thorn in America's side, and then he also provided sanctuary to Julian Assange, so we really hated him. Yeah. Then comes in this new president, Moreno. Says in the case of Assange and how Washington managed to trap the world's greatest citizen journalist by bending not one, not two, but four supposedly democratic governments to its will, the domestic politics of Ecuador in the past decade is perhaps the least understood, but also the most relevant. In our, our part of the world, it's well known how the Australian governor or government, beginning with former Prime Minister Julia Gillard and then with Tony Abbott, blah, 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 and a bunch of other people, washed its hands of the country's world-famous citizen and how the media empire controlled by Rupert Murdoch has routinely conducted minimal reporting, if at all, instead of expressing its brand of specialty outrage. Says the kangaroo courts of London went into action as soon as the Ecuadorian embassy released Assange into custody of British police in 2019. Says when Moreno took over the presidency in 2017, he dismantled many popular measures of his predecessors by launching a neoliberal economic reform. He lowered taxes, especially for big companies, to attract foreign investors. Sounds like something Trump would do. Right. And that's the time frame he probably got in bed with Trump yep. pretty quick. Says Moreno was close to Americans as the incoming president. Moreno secretly met Donald Trump's election campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, in May 2017 to discuss evicting Assange from the Ecuadorian embassy in London. I feel like Trump probably wanted to bring him back for his own personal reasons, because if he gets him back, then he can offer the deal. Look, you say Russia didn't do this, then I'll let you off. When Assange is in an embassy seeking asylum in another country, Trump goes and offers that. He's like, why the fuck do I need that? Right, I got, I got everything I need here. They're going to offer yeah. me uh, Ecuadorian citizenship here pretty quick. I don't need that. So I feel like he made some arrangements with yeah. Moreno to say, 
kick them out so we can get them back here yep. so I can make these deals. Yeah. That's what I see Trump's yeah. whole hand in no, all I of this. I see is. that too. Yeah. Not anything to do with what we're going to talk about later, but I feel like that's why he wanted them back. Says, the disclosure came from an investigation by special counsel Robert Mueller looking into links between the Russian government and Trump's presidential election campaign, which was started by the DNC hacks. All this ties together. Yeah. It's amazing how that works. It is. What is this shit? Get out of here. Then U.S. Vice President Mike Pence also met Moreno the following year, during which they discussed the Assange case and the need to improve bilateral relations. Thereafter, the Moreno government started complaining publicly about how bad Assange had been as a guest of the embassy. It's amazing how, yeah. coincidentally, he had been there for so many years— Nobody else complained about him. When he starts making these shifty deals with the American government, all yeah. of a sudden, this is all. He's been this horrible guest. He smells. He has poor hygiene. Says, such as disturbing and abusing staff, hacking computers, and even poor personal hygiene. You think if he was abusing staff and hacking their computers, they would have kicked him out oh, immediately. Fuck yeah. They yeah. would have just kept him there. Right. They would've, he would have been gone. Yeah, they had no reason to keep him. All that was duly swallowed by some mainstream Anglo-American media outlets having made the case against him. Assange was duly stripped of his Ecuadorian citizenship and handed over to British police. Washington predictably ignored Moreno's troubles at home in the popular protests against his regime while going into overdrive over Hong Kong's riots, portraying them as a peaceful fight for freedom and democracy. So, I mean, obviously they have a problem right, with yeah. Hong Kong, but... It is interesting how they decided to overlook any humanitarian issues in Ecuador yeah, now that right. they had somebody they got their ball. way. They, they got their yeah. leverage. They got him on the world yes. the world Which, level now. And again, is the United States' MO. Yeah. It's so. like, you, you do for me what you want, and we'll let you do whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, literally anything. Like, we'll overlook, we'll overlook that you're, like, killing pe uh, your protesters yeah. and shit as long as— you hand over Assange. Yeah. So that was part of 2017. So that's why it's interesting that, coincidentally, the same time Sweden dropped their charges, the same month of the same year, the Ecuadorian president yeah. was elected and decided, hey, we don't like this guy. Yeah. So that makes me—that's why I say I feel like the U.S. pressured Sweden for so many years. And then when Ecuador was like, oh, we can do this on our own, they're like, hey, we don't need you anymore, Sweden. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. You, you guys can right. drop that. We we don't need that anymore because yeah. this guy's gonna just turn him over to us. Yeah, and exactly what he did. I mean, yeah. it was a couple of years. It wasn't till 2019 that he was arrested, but the ball was already in motion right. there. Yeah. The major thing that happened in 2017 was the Vault Seven dump. Yes, made the biggest. Biggest dump of classified CIA information, intelligence information yeah. ever. And, and this I, I did not know anything about until today. I had heard about it, but I hadn't really looked into it. This makes what Edward Snowden did look like peanuts. Yeah. Like the this was like a series of probably like 20 different releases. The first one alone yeah. far exceeded anything that Edward Snowden yeah, revealed. Right. And and this this catapulted Assange to like the number one spot on yeah, the CIA on the kill list, list on the yeah. hit list yeah, and I'm gonna talk about the shit list after I talk about what Vault Seven was and you'll you'll understand why this upset yeah. the CIA a little bit and you don't I mean you can fuck with the government you can yeah. fuck with uh, the military and the president the DNC the president man if you get on the CIA shit list yeah I mean ask 
uh, what's his name, Fidel Castro. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. how what that it's similar to, or Kennedy. <laughs> well, yeah, or Kennedy. But it was similar to the derangement that they were in, like trying any any motive, any outlet they could to take out Castro. Yeah. That's what it seemed like that their mindset was yeah. against Julian Assange after this Vault 7 dump. So this is from Wikipedia. It says, uh, Vault 7 is a series of documents that WikiLeaks began to pub- publish on March 7th of 2017, detailing the active the activities and capabilities of the United States CIA to perform electronic surveillance and cyber warfare. So it's basically outlining their capabilities, not only their capabilities, but also their activity, the things they're doing with their capabilities. They have capabilities we had no idea existed. Yeah, It's things that we talk about, right? like them hacking your smart TVs and your smartphones and stuff. This is actually laying out how they did it, the software they used, the coding for the software. This this was like the nuts and bolts of yeah. the things that we knew they were. We suspected they were doing. Yeah, and we joked about what they were doing. This was right. like, well, they are, and this is how they're doing it. Yeah, it says the files data, dating from 2013 to th- 2016 include details on agency software capabilities such as the ability to compromise cars, smart TVs, web browsers, including Google Chrome, Microsoft Edge. Mozilla Firefox and Opera, which is uh, Apple's, oh, gotcha, Apple's web browser for you non-Apple users, and the operating systems of most smartphones, including Apple's iOS and Google's Android, as well as other operating systems such as Microsoft Windows, Mac OS, and Linux. A CIA internal audit identified 91 malware tools out of more than 500 tools in use in 2016 being compromised by the release. That's just that sentence there alone yeah. makes you say, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, right, right. But this, like I said, was detail. It wasn't just like, hey, they're doing this, guys, which is kind of what Edward Snowden's was. Hey, they're yeah, spying right. on all of us. Yeah. This is like, this not is only are they spying on us, but they're spying through this. Yeah. Everything you own, they have capabilities of. This is the coding for it. This is how they're doing yeah. it. This is what they're doing. So the first, uh, this... Is broke down into a bunch of parts. I'm going to read a couple just to get an idea. Sure. The first part, first batch was titled Year Zero. Um, the first batch of documents named Year Zero was published by WikiLeaks on March 7, 2017, consisting of 7,818 web pages with 943 attachments purportedly from the Center for Cyber Intelligence, which already contains more pages than the former NSA contractor and leaker Edward Snowden's NSA release. So that first one alone, like I said, was way more than even Edward Snowden released. WikiLeaks did not name the source, but said that the files had circulated among former U.S. government hackers and contractors in an unauthorized manner, one of whom has provided WikiLeaks with portions of the archive. According to WikiLeaks, the source wishes to initiate a public debate about the security creation, use, proliferation, and democratic control of cyber weapons, since these tools raise questions that urgently need to be debated in public, including whether the CIA's hacking capability exceeded its mandated power and the problem of public oversight of the agency. So he's basically saying, guys, we got to talk about this. They're way overstepping what they legally should be doing, Yeah, what they should be allowed to do, and the zero, the lack of public oversight on this group, I mean, they're basically God. They're yeah. they get away with anything. They yeah. don't have to 
go to before Congress. They don't have to get things yeah, approved. They just do what they want. way overshoots due process. Yeah. says, WikiLeaks redacted names and identifying information from the docs before their release while attempting to allow for connections between people to be drawn via unique identifiers generated by WikiLeaks. Also said it would postpone releasing the source code for the cyber weapon, which is reportedly several hundred million lines long, until a consensus emerges on the technical and political nature of the CIA's program and how such weapons should be analyzed, disarmed, and published. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange claimed this was only part of a larger series. CIA released a statement saying, The American public should be deeply troubled by any WikiLeaks disclosures designed to damage the intelligence community's abilities to protect America against terrorists or other adversaries. Wow. It's not, hey, you guys should be deeply troubled by the shit that we're doing yeah, to right. you. Yeah, Yeah. It's we're, because they are damaging yeah. our abilities to we're, protect we're, we're you. Doing it, we're doing it to help you. Mm-hmm. So so they're, they're stopping us from being effectively helping you. It's like Jack Nicholson's character in A Few Good Men. You yes. know, like you're going to, you're going to, ask for my protection then question the way I do it. Basically, yeah. It's yeah. like the oh the homeland security, the the shit what was that called? The act after 9/11. Oh, Patriot Act. The Patriot Act. Yeah. yeah. Like you guys want us to protect you, yeah. protect the the homeland, the motherland here. You got to let us do our jobs. Right. And you shouldn't question that. Yeah. Right. But if no, you're not doing not anything wrong, you have nothing to worry about. Right? Which yeah. is what everybody repeats. It says, uh, in a statement issued in March, Assange said the technology companies who had been contacted had not agreed to, disagreed with, or questioned what he termed as WikiLeaks standard industry disclosure plan. Standard disclosure's time of for a vulnerable vulnerability is 90 days after the companies responsible for patching the software is giving full details of the flaw. Sounds like he went to those companies that had this malware inserted by the CAA and they didn't say anything. He waits 90 days and then he's like, all right, fine, fuck it, and just dumps it. And I had read that he actually went before, like he had tried to work out, when he was working out his his extradition terms where Trump was supposedly going to pardon him, he was also trying to work out ways where he could morally release this stuff without doing any more damage than necessary. He He wanted to... right. Exposed without causing yeah, as much damage. which is why they redacted some names. And yeah. But then they basically gave him a big fuck you, and that's yeah. when he made like, this right. big big dump here. Yeah. Part two is called Dark Matter. Um, March 23rd, it says, WikiLeaks published Vault 7 Part 2. The publication included documentation for several CIA efforts to hack Apple's iPhones and Macs, including the sonic screwdriver malware that could be used that could use the Thunderbolt interface to bypass Apple's password firmware protection. Damn. Right? Uh, part three, called Marble, says, contains 676 source code files for the CIA's Marble framework. It uses to obfuscate or scramble malware code in an attempt to make it so that anti-vi- anti- antivirus firms or investigators cannot understand the code. Or it, So basically saying... Their malware isn't going to get picked up by right, yeah. antiviruses. They could take it in and be like, something's wrong with my computer. And they'll be like, oh, we don't see anything really. So. Yeah, it basically uh, <laughs> encrypts their yeah. malware. Uh, the, the fourth part, Grasshopper, it says uh, the publication contains 27 documents from the Grasshopper framework of the CIA, which is used 
to build customized and persistent malware payloads for Microsoft Windows operating systems. Uh, the Hive was based on CIA top secret virus program created by its embedded development branch. The six documents published by WikiLeaks are related to the Hive multi-platform CIA malware suite. So it's all this malware to get yeah. into your shit, to spy on your shit, basically, is all these things end up being. Oh. Weeping Angel is a hacking tool co-developed by the CIA and MI5, so now British intelligence right. is in on it, which right. would possibly explain why British intelligence didn't drop their, uh, their bail. bail charges yeah. on him, because now they're part of this, too. Yeah. It's embarrassing on all on an international level. Used to exploit a series of smart TVs for the purpose of covert intelligence gathering. Once installed in suitable televisions with the USB stick, the hacking tool enables the television, built-in microphone, and possibly video cameras to record their surroundings while the television falsely appears to be turned off. So all those smart TVs you got all throughout your house, the CIA could be spy on you, yeah. spying on you. So all those like tin hat, foil hat-wearing people yeah. that cover up their webcams with tape mm -hmm. they're actually doing this shit yeah. through your phones through your tvs all that shit i mean we know what's happening yeah. but this exposed all of it and the hows and the whys and the wheres part seven with scribbles included documentation and source code of a tool intended to track documents leaked by whistleblowers and journalists by embedding a web beacon tag into classified documents to trace who leaked them so now they're they they basically put like a a uh, watermark in it yeah that would download to the computer as soon as that computer would open it mm. so they would have a trace of every computer that yeah. and it would it would like search it would send out a request to download it so as soon as it would send out that request the CIA would know which computer it was on yeah. next so they could trace whistleblowers releasing they could trace the Chelsea Mannings that were passing yeah. on this information, information. interesting. Uh, part 8, Ar Archimedes um, says, Archimedes is a virus previously codenamed Fulcrum. According to cybersecurity expert members, the CIA operatives use Archimedes to redirect local area network web browser sessions with a targeted computer through a computer controlled by the CIA. It the type of attack is known as man in the middle. So basically, you think yeah. it is going through the network, but they are bypassing through. Your network is going through their computer and back to what the server mm. that you think you are that's crazy directly going to. After midnight, an assassin. Um, some pretty dope ass names. <laughs> CIA names. It says after midnight is malware installed on a target personal computer. And disguises as a DLL file, which is executed while the user's computer reboots. It then triggers a connection to the CIA's command and control computer. That's shitty. Yeah, right. So basically, uh, it pops it up when, and like links you straight to once to the, it, CIA. to the CIA's command computers. Um, what was the other one? Assassin is very similar, but deceptively runs inside a Windows Server service process. CIA operates reportedly use Assassin as a C2 to execute a series of tasks, collect, and then periodically send user data to the CIA listening pro, uh, listening posts, similar to backdoor Trojan behavior. So it's just sending all your data yeah. to them. Athena, I'm. Uh, it doesn't even describe all of these, but yeah. Athena was 
published user guide and demo related documents were created between September 15 and February 16. They're all about malware allegedly developed by the CIA roughly one month after Microsoft released Windows 10. So they're all about a malware allegedly developed by the CIA a month after Microsoft released Windows 10, conveniently, coincidentally, yeah, right. with their firm statements about how difficult it was to compromise. Both the primary Athena malware and its secondary malware named Hera are similar in theory to Grasshopper and After Midnight malware, but with some significant differences, blah, blah, blah. I wonder how much they were working hand-in-hand -hand yeah, with, with some of these agencies. Yeah, now, yeah I feel exactly. like I feel like a lot of these dumps did call out specific mm -hmm. agencies that were like Facebook and, and Microsoft for kind of being hand-in-hand oh, hand with yeah. this stuff. Pandemic, <laughs> Part 11 Pandemic, it's not as ominous as it sounds, yeah. but it basically encrypts, if you get the or if you get the infection or virus on your computer, any computer you're attached to can also get, get the same malware on it. Cherry Blossom, Brutal Kangaroo, Elsa, Outlaw Country, Bothan Spy, High Rise, Raytheon. Bothan Spy? Yes. Wow, they went straight Star Wars. You didn't like Brutal Kangaroo, though? <laughs> Brutal Kangaroo is pretty cool. I'm thinking that had I want to know what that was. Uh, Julian Assange, yes, right? Yes, he was the Brutal. Dumbo, Couch Potato, Express Lane. <laughs> Angel Fire and Protego. Those were a bunch of the, okay. the names that of the say other what dumps. They do. No, it just lists them out. It didn't oh, okay. list every single one of them. So massively exposing the yeah. largest in American Intel data breach in history. Do you expect the CIA might have been slightly pissed off about this? A little bit, yeah, yeah. Do you want to know how pissed off they were about this? I I know, but I want to hear it. You want to hear directly? Yes. This article it's is a, a... Sounds like a James Bond. It does. It just <laughs> sounds like a freaking action movie yeah. plot. This it, article, the only place I think this article actually came out on was Yahoo News. They were the is, only ones that wanted well, and to And when did it come out? Because I don't even remember seeing anything about this. September of this year. That's it's insane. just was exposed. This all happened back in 2017. With as much news that we pay attention to, how is it that we missed this? Because media outlets probably are in cahoots no, with I'm the sure. CIA, and yeah. they didn't want you to find out about this. But Yahoo News, being the greatest, I guess, <laughs> or the <laughs> most... The, 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 the one overlooked. <laughs> the one with the least to lose, I, yeah, exactly. maybe? Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, does anybody still go to Yahoo News? No, but I'm guessing I'm going to probably have to start. So this is how pissed off the CIA was. I mean, forget the DNC hacks. Forget yeah. the Chelsea Manning hacks, yeah. leaks. This one, this Vault 7 dump, caused this headline by Yahoo News. Kidnapping, assassination, and a London shootout inside the CIA's secret war plans against WikiLeaks. <laughs> That says everything. Yes. Does that not sound like yeah. the plot to a fucking movie? Oh, action it does. movie. And it, it gets more bizarre know, than just I that know. headline. I've got, this is a long article. I will post the link to this one in the show notes. Make sure you read this article because this one lays out in very great detail yeah. the insanity. Like they flashed red. Yeah, well, yeah. They had steam boiling out of their ears. And I don't even think it's necessarily the shit that they released. Yeah. Because, again, we all assumed this shit well, was yeah. happening. Yeah. We, we all know they're shady as fuck. And I think it's that 
they got one over on the CIA yeah. and being the narcissist that they are, they're yeah. like, oh, fuck now. You fuck yeah. with the wrong it, person now. It, um, Pompeo? Is that who it yeah, was? Mike yeah, Mike Pompeo. I, I, do you remember that scene from uh, Untouchables with Robert De Niro, you know, where he's like all pissed off because uh, Kevin Costner busted it. He's like, I want him dead. I want his family dead. Mm-hmm. I want his children dead. I imagine Mike Pompeo doing that. <laughs> yeah, basically. that That's what it seems like. And yeah. it got so bad that they had to cut him off because they feared that anything he did moving forward was going to hurt any case they actually brought yeah. against Julian Assange. And it possibly could have hurt just the fact that they publicly were plotting this stuff. Well, besides, as we'll see, any international relations, I mean, this could have taken us... Way off the deep end. Yes, absolutely. So this says, in 2017, as Julian Assange began his fifth year holdup in Ecuador's embassy in, in London, the CIA plotted to kidnap the WikiLeaks founder, spurring heated debate among Trump administration officials over the legality and practicality of such an operation. I mean, this one, this one goes balls to the wall. Yeah, yeah. Some senior officials inside the CIA and the Trump administration even discussed killing Assange, going so far as to request sketches or options for how to assassinate him. He's that dangerous. He's that yeah. fucking dangerous. Yeah, I mean, he's been doing this for a decade right. now. Yeah. And he's that fucking dangerous. We got. We can't just arrest him. We can't just storm in and, and I don't know, yeah. arrest him. We have to assassinate yeah. the bitch. This guy needs to go. Discussions over kidnapping or killing Assange occurred at the highest levels of the Trump administration, said a former senior counterintelligence official. There seemed to be no boundaries. The conversations were part of an unprecedented CIA campaign directed against WikiLeaks and its founder. The agency's multi-pronged plans also included extensive spying on WikiLeaks associates, sowing discord among the group's members, and stealing their electronic devices. I mean, they went all out for this. Yeah. Says while Assange had been on the radar of U.S. intelligence agents agencies for years, these plans for an all-out war against him were sparked by WikiLeaks' ongoing publication of extraordinarily sensitive CIA hacking tools, known collectively as Vault Seven, which the agency ultimately concluded represented the largest data loss in CIA history. I mean, would you want to be uh, was his name was Pompeo Pompeo <laughs> to be at the helm and lose? The most have the biggest data yeah. breach, and you know these guys are sitting around seeing like the military lose oh, yeah. classified, and they're like, look at them freaking yeah, idiots, yeah. or the yeah. DNC, they're like those dumbasses, yeah. and then all of a sudden it happens to them, like, right. oh fuck no, yeah, <laughs> because they just went for Not the last on my watch. Yeah, <laughs> President Trump's newly installed CIA director Mike Pompeo was seeking revenge on WikiLeaks and Assange, who had sought refuge in the Ecuadorian embassy since 2012 to avoid extradition to Sweden on rape allegations he denied. Pompeo and other top agency leaders were completely detached from reality because they were so embarrassed by Vault 7, (laughs) said a former Trump national security official. They were seeing blood. So, I mean, rationality went out the window. It was basically what she said. It's like, I don't care what we got to do. We got to take this bitch out. Says the CIA's fury at WikiLeaks led Pompeo to publicly describe the group in 2017 as a non-state hostile intelligence service. So he's not a whistleblower now. Oh, no. He's basically a non-state spy right. agency. Yeah, yeah. He's like a like a, like open market. Yeah. They free... basically called him like information yeah. for hire. Right, is what right, they, yeah. They called him. 
More than just provocative talking point, the designation opened the door for agency operatives to take far more aggressive actions because now they're dealing with a foreign, right, like enemy, a hostile, hostile entity. entity. Yeah, treating the organization as it does adversary spy services. Former intelligence officials told Yahoo News. Within months, U.S. spies were monitoring the communications and movements of numerous WikiLeaks personnel, including audio and visual surveillance of Assange himself, according to former officials. So it, it goes on and on and on. It says, uh, It was a campaign spearheaded by Pompeo that bent important legal strictures— I'm guessing that structures. My guess too. Uh, potentially jeopardize the state or the Justice Department's work towards prosecuting Assange and risk a damaging episode in the United Kingdom, the United States' closest ally. I think that's an understatement. Calling <laughs> yeah. this a damaging episode right. when you hear the things that yeah. they were <laughs> suggesting. Yeah. The CIA declined to comment. Pompeo did not respond to requests for comment. As an American citizen, I find it absolutely outrageous. Blah blah blah. That our government would contemplate kidnapping or assassinating. I don't find it outrageous at no, all. No. I find it horrifying, yeah. but not outrageous right. or surprising yeah, by any exactly. stretch. Assange is now housed in London prison as the courts there decide on a U.S. request to extradite the WikiLeaks founder on charges of attempting to help former U.S. Army analyst Chelsea Manning break into classified computer network and conspiring to obtain and publish classified documents in violation of the Espionage Act. So Chelsea Manning's free, but right. they're charging him with the same yeah. incident. And I think they're probably pissed that Chelsea Manning didn't flip on Julian Assange. Probably. In late 2017, in the midst of the debate over kidnapping and other extreme measures, the agency's plans were upended when U.S. officials picked up what they viewed as alarming reports that Russian intelligence ops were prepared to sneak Assange out of the United Kingdom and spirit him away to Moscow. So making all these plans of kidnapping, extreme assassination plans, all this shit, and then all of a sudden, supposedly, they get reports that Russian intel is preparing to sneak him out of the country. Yeah. And whisk him away to Moscow. Yes, to be with Snowden. Yeah. Is he still in Moscow? I think he is. Yeah, so, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, I guess, but I feel like that's probably more of them justifying their plotting here. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, He's going to Russia. We got to move now. Oh, wait. Do you have proof? Um, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) It gets better. Oh, yes, I know. The intelligence reporting about a possible breakout was viewed as credible at the highest levels of the U.S. government. At the time, Ecuadorian officials had begun efforts to grant Assange diplomatic status as part of a scheme to give him cover to leave the embassy and fly him out of Moscow to serve in the country's Russian mission. That's a nice picture of him peering out the window. That's creepy. In response to them believing that Russia was going to whisk him away, the CIA and the White House began preparing for a number of scenarios to foil Assange's Russian departure plans, according to three former officials. So this isn't just like the ideas of one guy. Three guys verified that this was their conversation. These scenarios include a potential gun battle with the Kremlin (laughs) operatives on the streets of London... (laughs) Crashing a car into a Russian diplomatic video transporting Assange and then grabbing him and shooting out the tires of a Russian plane. (laughs) Carrying Assange before it could take off for Moscow. So those were their possibilities. Like All all genius, right? We're going to have a gun battle with the Kremlin (laughs) on London soil. Uh, No, I don't like that idea. 
Or what, 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 <laughs> what if we crash our vehicle into his transporting vehicle and grab him? Better. But but if he gets on the plane, we're going to shoot out the tires of that plane before it can take off. I Moscow. like it. I like it. Let's go with it. <laughs> U.S. officials asked their British counterparts to do the shooting if gunfire was required. <laughs> That's and, fucked up. <laughs> but... The British agreed. I know. They're like, yeah, you're right. We got that. According to a former senior administration official, they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. That Just, makes sense yeah. that we'd be the ones doing I the mean, shooting. I mean, we don't want to have an international situation <laughs> right, here, yeah. so we'll shoot out yeah. the Moscow it'd be, plane. It's so much better if we shoot at the Russians than you. <laughs> we had all sorts of reason to believe he was contemplating getting the hell out of there, said a senior administrating official. Adding that one report said Assange might try to escape the embassy hidden in a laundry cart. <laughs> Somebody watched a little bit too much TV. All of these yeah. come straight out of oh, absolutely. the worst yeah. action movies. I know. What if we dress like cops and pretend like we're going to transport them, but we really kidnap them? <laughs> and we shoot the tires of the plane. <laughs> but that's a ruse. He's not actually on the plane. Yeah. He's in the transportating... <laughs> transporting vehicle that we smashed with our car <laughs> exactly it was going to what be if, like a prison break movie what if we says. get giant magnets to pick up the van from a helicopter <laughs> no stop <laughs> just guys do you think we might be getting out of hand a little <laughs> the intrigue over a potential assange escape set off a wild scramble among rival spy services in london so i mean this became a thing yeah we were so worried about this and it wasn't just talk. They actually acted on some of it. Yeah. It says American, British, and Russian agencies, among others, stationed undercover ops around the Ecuadorian embassy. In the Russians' case, it was to facilitate a breakout. For the U.S. allied services, it was to block such an escape. It says it was beyond comical. <laughs> it got to the point where every human being in the three-block <laughs> radius was working for one of the intelligence services. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> Whether they were street sweepers or police officers or security guards. So everybody, the people cleaning yeah. the roads, the people, the police officers, they were all... Could you imagine the amount of paranoia walking around there just being like... It's a spy movie. Yeah, right. Played right. out in real life. Yes, a, a, a comedy one because... And that's probably why you got Julian Assange doing this. <laughs> looking at the like, what the fuck is going on out there? It's not the normal flower guy. Uh, says White House officials briefed Trump and warned him that the matter could provoke an international incident. No shit. Or worse, we told him this is going to get ugly. <laughs> How did we not hear about this shit? I know, I know. And even when it came out on Yahoo News, we still didn't hear about it till now. It makes me think I need to pay attention to Yahoo more. Uh, no shit. I'm switching my sources. <laughs> As the debate over the WikiLeaks intensified, some of the White House worried that the campaign against the organization would end up weakening America. <laughs> As one Trump national security official put it, by lowering barriers that prevent the government from targeting mainstream journalists and news organizations. So that somebody there got this crazy idea. Hey, this might really yeah. affect how the government targets journalists. Yes, and, and, and rightly so. I mean, look at the great lengths they're going through. Yes, they're, they're to take this guy out, replacing every person in a three-block radius with an operative. Says the fear at the National Security Council could be summed up as, "Where does this stop?" 
I, there was no st- you, you there obviously wasn't. there was no stopping point yeah. for for um God, what's his name again? Pompeo. Yeah, oh yeah. There no. was no stopping point for him. At one point it got it got to the point where somebody got so concerned that they went to Congress and like members of Congress and they're like, guys, this shit's happening. Yeah. This is what's going on. And I think that's when it kind of got like Yeah. Like, okay, 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 guys. Calm down. Calm down. Like, like we no, gotta get. Nobody is going to break into. I'm going a, to get daddy. An embassy and assassinate Assange. Says. Um, so then it goes on to talk about all the shit that Assange did, all the things that we've talked about. But I think there there was some stuff on down. It says, still chafing at the limits in place. Top Intel officials lobbied the White House to redefine WikiLeaks and some high-profile journalists as. Information brokers, that's what oh, I was talking okay. about, like information for hire, which would have opened up the use of more investigative tools against them. So I think this was pre-Pompeo's, yeah. like, okay, losing his fucking mind. Potentially paving the way for their prosecution, according to former officials. It was a step in the direction of showing a court, if we got that far, that we were dealing with agents of a foreign power. It wasn't just him, though. They also targeted journalists... As information brokers, they wanted to claim that Glenn Greenwald, he was a col- columnist for The Guardian, and Laura Poitras, she's a documentary filmmaker, they were both like publishers of Snowden information, like right. the Snowden documentary okay. and all that shit. So they wanted to deem them as information yeah. brokers, too. He says, is WikiLeaks a journalistic outlet? Are Laura po- Poitras and Glenn Greenwald truly journalists? The former official said, we tried to change the definition of them, and I preached this to the White House, and I got rejected. Good. Yeah. Good. Who in the White House had the sense to say no? It's just crazy how far this came under Trump, because yeah. it says the Obama administration policy was if they published work, they basically fell under First Amendment protections. Yeah. And and it's you know it's interesting. Obama is the, the voice of reason in this. <laughs> right. And then they Makes go to step- Trump, and they're like, Trump. Have you ever seen James Bond? <laughs> because we have a scenario for you. And he's like, that sounds great. Well, it makes <laughs> you wonder if they just knew Trump was the hothead that he was. And oh, they yeah. could just do whatever the fuck right. they wanted. Yeah, and they're like, this is an assault against America. Do you want to be the president that has this kind of dump under your leadership? And he's like, oh, fuck no. Or maybe Trump was the one that stopped. And he's like, guys, he, he told me he was going to say that Russia didn't do yeah, it. Yeah, right, right. So we can't kill him just yet. Wait till he says that Russia didn't do it, and then then kill him. (laughs) I'm not going to say that you can kill him, but I'm not going to not say (laughs) that you can kill him. Do you get my drift? Yeah. Do you get my winky face? I'm winking at you right now. Don, Don, I know. What if we do a thing where where you go to kill him, and then I like jump in front of him like I'm going to kill him, but I like miss, and then you kill him instead? I, I throw my body in front of him, but then my bodyguard throws himself in front of me, and he takes the bullet for the both of us. It's genius. It's absolutely Let's genius. Do it. That's good theater. And the bodyguard's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. He's like, I've just been on this job for a week. <laughs> says, after the publication of the Democratic Party emails, there was zero debate on the issue whether the CIA would increase its spying on WikiLeaks. So it, it did jump up after yeah. DNC stuff. So we're kind of jumping around here. Um, like I said, I can't read this whole article because it yeah. goes on. It, it's and on long, but it's and very on interesting. And on. It is. It is like reading an action thriller. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could get your jollies. Doesn't it scare the... the shit out of you though that the CIA thinks this? And how often have they thought this? Well, again, this is like straight like out of the Fidel Castro playbook. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, what if we? 
give him poison that makes him lose all his hair, and then right. everybody thinks he's crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> what if we drop a bomb on him and that all makes that him shit. gay? <laughs> drop the gay bombs on him. All this shit against Fidel Castro was because of the embarrassment of the CIA at the yeah. Bay of Pigs. So right. if you embarrass, it's not like. They did something bad in that yeah. that affected America. It, it was made like, us look bad. They embarrassed the CIA. It's yeah. time for that bitch right. to go. Yeah. It makes you want. And I mean, that's a case for the CIA killing JFK because right. he's the one that they blamed for botching the Bay of Pigs yeah. fiasco. Absolutely. And so he obviously them. he embarrassed the CIA, yeah. so he has to go. Julian Assange, single handedly, well, his his company single handedly yeah. released the biggest information dump. In CIA history. Yeah. And they killed presidents for less. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They killed, they tried to take out world leaders for less. So you think yeah. they're going to let Julian Assange off the no, hook here? No. And so that brings us to, we are basically out of time. That brings us to today where his extradition. His extradition. Yeah. In your opinion, <laughs> is Julian Assange going to make it back? <laughs> no. No, there's no way in fuck the CIA is going to let him get past this. If they're go- willing to go to those lengths, and 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 Biden, you know Biden doesn't care, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Biden's, you know, corn pop. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know that corn pop is a really bad yeah, dude. So there's That's no way in fuck. Assange, Assange, not yeah, corn pop. Yeah, yeah, corn pop is not Assange. Well, they look the same. There's no way that Assange is going to, especially when they were coming out already and be like, yeah, he's depressed and suicidal. And and then he had suicidal. a mini stroke, right? Yeah. And when I, after reading this, going back and listening about him getting mini strokes, and you had talked about heart attack guns last week, right, I'm right. just like, yeah. Did the CIA do something to induce a mini stroke? And right. I'm like, shit, it was just the, we gave it the mini. <laughs> we were supposed to give him the full stroke. Yeah, right. Yeah, dude, the, the dial, the dial. <laughs> so. UK has a policy, an extradition policy, where they will not extradite if they fear the person being extradited to another con- uh, country is at risk. Right. Yet they've decided that they can extradite yeah. Julian well, Assange. They, they had assurances. <laughs> well, I, I listened to a few like podcasts and stuff about this today, and they were talking. This was like. A few weeks ago, this was before they decided to extradite him. Okay. This was after the September Yahoo article came out. They're like, obviously, the UK is not going to extradite him now because he's clearly at risk. Yeah. Looking at this, this is proof that his life is at risk right. in the hands of the U.S. government. But then today comes out, or just this week comes out, that they are going to extradite yeah. him. And my thought is, well, yeah, because they were in on that plot, right? Yeah, they were off. They're willing to go. Into a gunfight with Russians (laughs) (laughs) and planes, yes, shooting out tires. (laughs) So that tells me that they don't give a shit that Julian Assange is. I mean, they he embarrassed MI6 just as much as the CIA, absolutely. They, yeah, they had their own plots too. They're like, man. We'll send him home to the U.S. so the U.S. can kill him because then it doesn't look as bad when we go and fucking kill him. Exactly. Because I, I don't think they have any value for Julian Assange's life no. because he's no. just as much a threat to them. Exactly. But it just makes you wonder. It's just like, to want him dead, mm-hmm. 
makes you wonder what else does the guy know or are oh, they wow. afraid that he knows because the information's yeah. already out there oh, i'm sure so killing if if this is the most damning information what is killing him actually going to do especially yeah. when they're talking about him having memory issues right. him having mini strokes all these health health issues yeah besides just having this horrible vendetta against the guy yeah what else do, what else is he capable of if he supposedly just um upended the entire CIA. Why yeah. kill him? It makes it makes my my conspiracy brain wonder what right. else is swimming and, and, and possibly may, that's the reason why he's still alive. Or maybe they're just scared of what else might be. And that there. might be it. Maybe they're like, okay, if we kill you, will anything be released? I mean, we're not going to, but we just want to know. Well, <laughs> remember, he came out when he was arrested, before he was arrested, and said, if I'm ever arrested, I got all this shit. That oh, yeah. I've got contingencies. He was basically pulled a... Uh, John McAfee, because yeah. remember, McAfee's like, if oh, yeah. I ever die, all this shit's coming out, yeah. guys. And Julian Assange did the same thing. Yeah. And they arrested him anyway. Probably after Vault 7 came out, they're like, what else could he right, possibly yeah. Yeah. This, say? This has got to be it. This is, this is the end of it here. Do you consider Julian Assange a political prisoner? Or do you consider him like an em- enemy operative against the United States or no, whatever. I, I don't consider because as as we've talked about, he doesn't have a side. He doesn't he doesn't target any one group. So do you think he's like information for hire then? Because no, that's what they're they're classifying free. him as. It's, yeah, it's I don't feel like he's like selling it to the highest bidder no, or anything. He, his, his big thing is transparency. Mm-hmm. There's information out there people need to know. He puts it out there. So how far should whistleblower laws go? Do you think Chelsea Manning should be free? Do you think Julian Assange should be free? Do you think Ed- Edward Snowden I, I, should be freed? I agree with you. I think Chelsea Manning should be in a, a mental hospital. Um, if if you're releasing Chelsea Manning because she's a danger to herself, then yes, that yeah, any other prisoner would be locked up in a mental, at least mental evaluation. Yeah, right? They wouldn't just be. Uh, oh yeah, everything you did it was for, perfectly fine. I mean, people. Go to court and get found that they can't stay in trial because right. of mental, but they get locked away in a mental facility right. for yeah. the duration like of their said, sentence. Manning got a free pass because of the angle that Manning's going. Mm-hmm. Edward Snowden is a different case because he is a U.S. citizen. Yeah. I still feel like he could have um, gone on a platform and been like, look, I came out because this is what our government's doing. It's wrong. People need to know it. Yeah. Assange. He's a different case because I don't know if he's doing it. I, I don't know what his motives are. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know if he, you know, obviously people do shitty things. He sees it. But he's not like, he's never come out on a platform and been like, look, my, my job here is to make sure that there's that there's transparency in the right. world, you know, that there's shitty people. Now, you know, when I was looking up his past, you know, he did have a history of working with like police Force trying to expose like pedophiles and stuff. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe he's got his own sense of justice, or maybe he's a narcissist and he's just like, I'm God and I'm going to put this information out there. I don't know. Do you agree with what he's doing? I do. I, I, I do too. And the one thing I like more about Julian Assange over at Edward Snowden, I don't think Edward Snowden's really doing much now. He's no. just hiding out in Russia. Right. Yeah. Julian Assange, even with people out to get him for a good portion of his life, he still was doing the same thing and releasing more stuff, exposing more stuff, just piling onto 
the shit list that he's put himself on. Yeah. And that just makes me feel like he's more legit than yeah. Edward Snowden because he's Agreed. willing to keep putting himself in that yeah. position because it makes me feel like he believes in it more than Edward yeah. Snowden does because he is willing to, no matter what, no yeah. matter who's after him, he's going to keep doing it until yeah. they shut him up. Yeah. Edward Snowden did that one dump. Right. He took off. Yeah. Ran to Moscow. Russia. Yeah. And then yeah, he hasn't really him. done anything. Yeah. He's done a couple of interviews here and there, but that's it. And it makes you wonder, since he's still all cozied up in Russia, did he, like— Give pass information on right. to Moscow. Why would Moscow keep him there if right. not, and yeah. keep him where he is if right. he's not handing some right. kind of information? I agree with that. Yes. So, yeah. but no, I, I, you know, I think Assange is providing good service. I mean, we know our CIA is shitty. We know that what the shitty stuff that different intelligence agencies and governments do, and um, I think it needs to be exposed. What about the the idea that we got to get out of here? But I got so many questions, and I could keep going on yeah, for hours right. about this. What about the idea that uh, Julian Assange's and uh, Chelsea Manning's and the uh, Edward Snowden's are putting our troops or our ops at risk for what they're doing? Is that worth exposing this stuff? Yeah, I mean, if what they're doing is creating some kind of you know moral implications there that is making us you know, more hated in the world than, than, yeah, I, I think so. But, but based on the information we've seen, I didn't see anything that was putting our troops at risk. Right. So, I mean, maybe except for the information being found on bin Laden's laptop in his bunker. I mean, and all I can see that is propaganda to use against us. Okay. Look, look what the white devil's doing here. You know, I think it's more propaganda that the CIA is saying that to implicate. Yes. Yeah. The whistleblowers be yeah. like, "Look how dangerous you are! Your your website was pulled up on the browser on uh, Firefox. Yeah, on why is why is Bin Laden using Firefox? <laughs> Firefox? Who uses Firefox? <laughs> yeah, we found it on his laptop, pulled up on his brow- web browser. Yeah, I I don't I don't buy it. No, at I all. don't either. And no. the whole issue of putting troops at risk. No, I don't want our troops at risk. No. I don't want. People that put our troops at risk are the people that did these shitty things that need to be exposed. Absolutely. So if you want to come down on people for putting our troops at risk, don't put themselves in this yeah. moral situation where it's either, hey, I, I feel like I sold my soul for this shit, yeah. or I pass this information on to expose it. Don't, but, put, don't put people in that situation. Well, exactly, exactly. But in the case of, like, say, Vault 7... Right where they they redacted names, mm-hmm. so it, it it appears like there there's some sense of responsibility. Yes, that they they don't want people hurt, they don't want people put into harm's way when they're when they're exposing these things. And I mean, it's not like they're exposing like a, a list of like undercover, you know, operatives in in, in ISIS or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, I mean, it's it's things like you know the DNC letters. It's things like. The, the war logs out of Iraq or Afghanistan, things that are have been done and... Like covered up. Right. Swept under the rug. Exactly. So, at the end of the day, I think, personally, he does make it back to the U.S. I think they're going to make a good example of him. Because if they take him out secretly, then he becomes a Jeffrey Epstein, and they don't want a hero, a martyr, out of Julian Assange. They want to bring him back yeah. and make an example of him and be like, look, if you commit espionage, you face the consequences. It might it might take us years, a yeah. decade, to catch you, but we are going to catch you, and we are well, going to hold you accountable. If we get him in jail and, and 
And then he might die. Hold him for two years, you know, and then, like, he commits suicide Mm. or has a stroke in jail or something like that. I mean... Yeah, secretly go. Yeah. uh, Quietly go out. And and again, who's paying attention? Yeah, obviously nobody. We didn't see... We didn't hear about this article about the CIA wanting to shoot out airplane tires. Right. how do you miss that? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, the world is not talking about Julian Assange. If he were to just disappear and swept under the rug, would anybody ask the questions? Right. What are the implications for freedom of press if Julian Assange goes to trial? Do you think this uh, really puts a major damper on our abilities to expose? Do you think it silences a lot of people that thought had an idea to expose? You know, unfortunately, right now in the world, there are so few journalists that are going to ex- like stand up to the the government right yeah. and try to expose something well that, usually that, it goes along party lines that's that's even what freaking Chelsea Manning said she's like I went to the post I went yeah. to New York Times nobody would touch this shit so yeah. that's why I went to WikiLeaks yeah. this is what the press is supposed to do yeah. it's supposed to be, expose right. the shit that's going yeah. on and that we've talked about that a couple weeks ago on our yeah our episode about the press and yeah. how who owns all the press and stuff. They're not willing yeah. and to didn't expose that anymore. Go to the tech companies about Vault 7 also yeah, and, and try like, to get something, and they got blown off with that too. Yeah. So, you know, again, when when nobody else is willing to, to step up and take accountability, then... Which is what the press is supposed to be. Right, they're supposed to, but they're they're on the jockstrap of whoever's in Whatever power. Whatever politician, yeah. Right, exactly. So, you know, the unfortunate part of this is that it really isn't going to do a lot for freedom of speech because there's so or freedom of press because there's so few that press are willing people to do it anymore. Act. Yeah, exactly. And this is just going to probably scare the people that are, are thinking about to. or are willing to it. To that, I could see them coming out with a like Assange Act or something right. where they oppress more. Yeah. To to go after the what who they deem the information brokers. Yeah, and just wait till all this like fake news stuff comes down with the social media platforms with squashing right. information anyway it's already getting hard enough to get real information out there yeah through the platforms the platforms are are putting a damper on it the right. private the private right. se- sector is doing the job so the government yeah, exactly. doesn't have to yeah. take away the, the ai uh, uh fact finder for facebook that's yes, coming out exactly or meta, whatever we do got to get out of here yeah we've well overstayed our welcome what do y'all think about this? What's your opinions of Julian Assange? Do you think he's a hero? Do you think he's a, um, a political prisoner? Or do you think he's getting what he deserves because of espionage and being a traitor or whatever? And, and what do you think the implications could be of him going to trial? Yeah. I mean, this could affect all of us. Right. More than you would like to think. More than we could probably even imagine. It's that silent, that si- the silent implications, yeah. those like small little changes in policies that we don't notice and then over mm. time we look back and we're just like how the fuck did we get here yeah this is this is just a stepping stone in my opinion but i i think it's it's important to know about right. it's important to read about definitely check out these articles i'm going to post them in the show notes i still am blown away we we missed this you yahoo one and it just shows with all the shit in the world that there's still stuff that's being covered up yeah you know that we think we're getting the good stuff and then all of a sudden it's like well where the fuck did this come from yes so you guys got a good show out of us you got an action movie plot <laughs> with the cia attempting to shoot out have a shootout on london streets with the kremlin 
operatives. Yes. Where and the smash, British are going to do all the shooting. And <laughs> smashing cars into other yes. cars shooting and shooting out, plane, out tires. plane tires. It's very cool. It's pretty badass. It is. I want to see that movie. I do. We got to get out of here. Do not forget, next Monday is our annual Christmas extravaganza. It's going to be huge and extravagant, hence the name. Don't miss it. Invite all your friends. It's going to be live next Monday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to usher in the Christmas season in true Break the Bell fashion. Don't miss it. Very cool. We're going to get out of here. We will be back for the weekend wrap-up next week. I don't know that we're going to do it the following week because that is Christmas weekend. Yes. So I'm just going to say right now I'm going to make the announcement. Next Christmas weekend, do not expect a weekend wrap-up because I'm not going to try to get you here over the Christmas weekend. And I think you're leaving town anyway. So Yeah. And I... Yeah. So please. Unless something major happens, we'll figure it out. (laughs) Don't be upset with us for not being here for the weekend wrap up because we are going to we're going to make up for it with the the Christmas extravaganza. I promise you that. So make sure you check that out next Monday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Otherwise, we'll see you here next time, whenever that is. Have a good rest of your week. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zielinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell, or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.